Hey, listen to Cool Domain. This is Colin. I'm Sean. I'm Travis. And I'm Buggy. All right. So this is episode 36. It was June 5th, 2016. Uh, so we're recording on a Sunday. So everyone who's listening on a Monday for their work week, you have fresh news. As fresh as we can give it. Certified fresh. Yes. <laughs> FDA approved. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. It's cage free. <laughs> I, I swear. We're what, what, what are they going to do about it? It's grass. I don't know. Grass full organic podcast. Our podcast is vegan. No steroids here. Our podcast is farm to table. (laughs) (laughs) Support local, yeah. Support local commerce. We just need six dollars. Just six (laughs) dollars. Six dollars. All right. Um, So uh, the news is not in any particular order of good to bad or bad to good. It's just kind of the order I wrote it. It's just yeah, just kind of in in uh, in the either. So the first one I want to start with is uh, The Witness gets a demake. They're doing a NES ROM kind of spiritual remake of uh, The Witness. I played a little bit of The Witness uh, a month or two ago shortly after it came out. Uh, fun, difficult. Um, it really could either make you feel really, really smart or really, really dumb. Have any of you had a chance to try it out yet? No. I've only heard and read about it, and it's it seems like the way you learn the puzzles is just really hard to get at first. And then it clicks and you're like, Oh man, those trees are the puzzle. This is the game by the braid guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Okay. Yeah. I want to try it because it looks Jonathan blow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Runs great. Um, my recommendation is play it with a controller. I think it's easier to go through the puzzles uh, the, just the way they work. But the way the game teaches you is it slowly kind of steps up how the puzzles work. And then if you're just not getting it on one, you can run to a different area, do some other puzzles. And then when you come back to that puzzle, the mechanics of the new puzzle make more sense. Um, it, it's it's really interesting, and it kind of rewards you learning the way it works as opposed to just like there's no tutorial teaching you. You just kind of figure it out. But when you just can't figure something out, and you feel like it should be making sense, that's when you start feeling really dumb. You're like, this is... People People have beaten this game already, and I cannot figure it out. <laughs> There's a lot of news about people writing notes and going crazy, kind of like... Uh, what was that movie with uh, the guy in Gladiator? A Beautiful uh, Mind. Beautiful Mind, yeah. yeah. People going like full Beautiful Mind. and like he, There was one article in Kotaku when the game came out where a guy couldn't, couldn't figure out a puzzle. He didn't have anything to write with. So he was writing on his mirror with soap. <laughs> <laughs> like, like writing out how to solve these puzzles and trying to figure it out. And people with like pens and papers with just like crazy drawings and scratches all over them. So. Well, apparently like the story too, a lot of people are tr- like deep diving into it. And they're like, oh my God, it's so mind-blowing. Yeah, I don't there's something going on and again it's it's not spoon fed so it's it's really intriguing and it it, uh it rewards intelligence so i think i think a lot of you guys would like it i think everyone should give it a shot if you get a chance to play it um try it i think it i think it's on my wish list yeah and i think it's on geo is it on gog i think it is i believe so um 
Uh, it looks like it would be a really fun one to play with VR if it had VR support. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think that's excellent. that's actually what I was kind of waiting for. Is if I end up getting one of the next round of VR headsets and it has support for it, that would be one of the first things that I would want to play. The thing about the game is it reminds me of. Um... You know when you're playing Portal or Portal 2 and you solve a puzzle and you kind of have the aha moment, like you just figure it out and you did it and you kind of feel like you didn't look it up how to do it. You just figured it out and you kind of feel smarter. It's uh, right. It gives you that feeling when you do a puzzle. Like every time you succeed, you kind of feel smarter. I, I don't know. I say anyone, uh, give it a shot. If you like puzzle games, it's, it's good. But anyway, so the, the story isn't about The Witness, which is an old game now. Uh, the What they did is they're calling it wit.nes and um i haven't seen any screens of it apparently there's a demo available now that you can play uh and i think they're still working on a full version but it's going to be a puzzle game as an nes rom that plays like the witness so that's pretty neat the demo's out and i figured it might be a neat little thing to download and check out yeah yeah maybe even stream it yeah yeah that'd be a good one for it um yeah, so I guess that's it for that. The The next thing I've got here uh, is a, a really missed opportunity for Kotaku. Uh, I put it in the notes. They should have called the title the article this, Surgeon Simulator Makes Surgery Great Again. <laughs> I mean, missed opportunity. So that basically, Surgeon Simulator, now you can operate on Donald Trump. And you got, like, bottles of the Trump vodka you can just shove in his ribcage if you want. And... Uh, Pick his nose, pat him on the cheek. Stuff well, I, Trump steaks as well. <laughs> I have Surgeon Simulator, but I've probably only played it for like six minutes because uh-huh. that's about all you need. Yeah. <laughs> but when this came out, I watched a video on it, and it's just I don't know, like his head there because you can like move it around, and mm-hmm. it's creepy as fuck. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> Uncanny so Valley. It. I don't like it. No. <laughs> Too much Trump. I was like, man, I'm glad this game doesn't have VR because that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> what if you're playing it in VR and then you cut him open and just a bunch of spiders came out? I would yeah. just leave the earth. <laughs> yes. or, or instead of like screaming in pain because you didn't put him under anesthesia, he just starts screaming out various Trumpisms. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. I'm just saying, if you if you've seen screenshots, that's fine, but go look up a video. It's very unsettling. I've only seen some gifs. I'll I'll watch a video later. Because um, the guy I watched, he would, like had his hand while he, he would be doing stuff, and then he'd look up at Trump's face, and he'd like put his hand on it, and he'd be like, "Shh." <laughs> yeah, and I, he'd I, like I, go I, back to what he was doing. <laughs> was like, I oh saw one God. of the screenshots with his finger on his mouth. I was like, "What's up with that?" <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird game to begin with. Um, it kind of reminds me of when that uh, what's that game where you clean up messes? You're like a janitor. Yes, sir. Sarah, detail. Yeah, yeah that well, game's. What was it Actually, called? Viscera Detail. Viscera Cleanup Detail. Okay, yeah. And like when they had the DLC for uh, Shadow Warrior, and you're just like cleaning up limbs and blood. and. <laughs> they have DLCs for all sorts of games on Steam. Like uh, there's one for Killing Floor, Half-Life. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because you just it, go through these maps like after the fact and just clean it up. Yep, and, and it's co-op janitor. too. <laughs> I didn't know that. I haven't played the full game. I played it when it was in beta. I got a copy of the beta and played it. Yep, it oh, is. Geez. It is a co-op cleanup game. It sounds 
fun. It sounds dumb, but fun. It, that's what it is. It's dumb, but it's kind of fun. Okay. Viscera cleanup detail. Yeah, I have to, I have to definitely look into that again. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> spread the word. Um, so they redid uh, X Men Apocalypse scene in Fallout Four. I just watched it before the podcast. It's the scene where like Quicksilver is running through. I'm guessing the mansion on fire. Well, he's not on fire. Although that'd be cool. The mansion's on fire. And it's um, lit style. Yeah, and it's playing. Um, Sweet dreams. Oh, that's cool. I, I watched the little video. I'm I'm assuming that that's an actual scene in the movie because I yeah. haven't seen the movie yet. There's parts of it in the trailer you can see him running through there and it's on fire. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I only saw the Fallout 4 Rick and Morty thing. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one. I'll have to check that one out. I saw the article. I didn't open it, though. I think I was on my phone. Um... Yeah, basically the Quicksilver scene is the only reason why I want to see X-Men Apocalypse. My favorite scene of the of Days of Future Past. Yeah, it's so. the best scene in the movie. Um, so, PlayStation 4 is... Uh, the Game Store page now has a new look. You can get on and check it out. It looks uh, nice. That's really it. There's not a lot of news to that. <laughs> Just, they made it prettier. How does the PS4 store run? Like, Is it snappy? No, because the PS3 no. store was so slow. It's better than the PS3 it's, store. <laughs> That's still not great. Yeah, uh, I've always had issues. I don't know why with PS and downloads going slow. Uh, the Wi-Fi on both the PS3 and PS4 are just utter garbage. You got to hardwire it if you want to get faster speeds. It's just I, like I had my PS3 hardwired. I know my PS4 isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you hardwire it, you'll see a massive jump. Like when I had to get the Uncharted 3 patch, I just unplugged it from my computer and plugged it in because it was like like 4 gigs. And on Wi-Fi, I was getting like less than a megasecond. As soon as I plugged it up, I was getting like... I'm six, talking like way slower than that, like a couple, like 200 KB a second. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. When but as it soon starts, as I, have you tried pausing it and then restarting it again? No. Nah. That doesn't help. It doesn't help. You really? got hardware. Yeah, it's it's it just sucks. Their Wi-Fi built into those consoles has just always been garbage. But when I hardwired it, I was getting fifty megabytes a second. Like that's the difference. So it's it's just 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 shit. <laughs> now I will say that the PS4 and Vita or the PS4 and three store have nothing on how slow the Vita PSN store is. Yeah, it's all That slow. is garbage. You I just... feel like I kind of made this off topic. It's <laughs> no, all right. well, it's fine. It's still games. It's still related. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we were talking about how it has a new look, and then we didn't talk about that at all. This is I mean, well, it looks That's kind of how we do. I mean, yeah, there was no news. <laughs> but what does it look I mean, like was... now? <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> Describe it. Paint us a okay. picture. So for the Overwatch page, it's got, like... It looks very similar to when you launch Battle.net in the Buy Overwatch page there, where it's got, like, Tracer jumping through the air, and it just says, like, Add to Cart. And then I think you can click in, and then it'll be a different page, and it'll give a description. Just the artwork and the layout's much uh, much prettier in general. Like, it looks like it would look good on a tablet or on your computer screen. Or Is it kind of like they gave it, like, a background image? Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. just less, like, of just an icon... And then all the information with the black background, the whole background image, and it's all kind of integrated. It, it looks really nice and fresh. I don't know if every game's updated their store page yet or if it's just the newer ones. I haven't uh, checked it out yet. Certified fresh. Super fresh. Um, back to the PlayStation Store thing, though. If you ever want to get like your PlayStation Plus games and everything for the month, 
Uh, just do it on the P- in a web browser. Yeah, that's, that's what I do now. That is the fast, and you can literally just click download to console or download to Vita. I never, I, I never go th- cart and then uh, buy them, and then I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, that's what I do. But if there's one I want to download, I'll do it through the web page, and it'll just start downloading on the console. Because trying to do it on the console, especially like you were saying, Bucky, on the Vita, is just a pain in the ass. Because it's like getting to the page takes forever. Yep. Like, I used to just do it from my phone, but I think the desktop's just the fastest and most efficient way to do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, while we're talking about PlayStation, I'll go ahead and say that one of the uh, PlayStation Plus games uh, this month, it hasn't launched yet. So if you have PlayStation Plus, make sure you get the games for May because they're about to go away. Um, Gone Home. I'd never played it. A lot of people said it's a walking simulator. I know there's a lot of controversy about, is this a game? Is this not a game? Is it social justice warrior stuff or whatever? But at the end of the day, it got a lot of good reviews and a lot of good feedback. So, of course, I want to try it out. I just never wanted to buy it because I didn't think it was worth the money. But now it's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's for PS4. So I would say um, by the next podcast, I should have some feedback on Gone Home. Apparently, you can beat it in like an hour and a half. I thought it looked okay. Yeah, it's only like a couple-hour game. Yeah, it's apparently... I think it's about this girl coming home from college yeah, or vacation there. or something. Yeah, no one's there. And she's just kind of like wandering around the house looking at old VHS tapes and photo albums and notes. And and I guess there's more story. But it got a lot of good reviews and a lot of attention when it came out. So I, you know, I figured if, if you if you were hesitant on buying it and you didn't want to pay for it, and you ha- if you have PlayStation Plus, this is the way to do it. So that's uh, what I plan on doing since we're on – Place, you know, here with your PlayStation podcast moment. Uh, watch all of Shinmu the movie in high definition with every scene from the first game. I linked that on the page. It's basically it's a YouTube video that has every cutscene from Shinmu, um, and I, I think Shinmu two. I haven't watched it yet though, but I think like, I never played Shinmu two. I played Shinmu one. I don't think I beat it. I think I got pretty close on the Dreamcast. But if you uh, you know are excited about Shinmu three and you want to catch up on the story, it's a good way to do it. So, only like, thing I remember are sweaty sailors. Yeah, that's that's all there is to remember. That that's all I remember. It's like your dad. This Chinese guy shows up to your I guess dojo slash house in Japan, kills your dad, and then you have to find sweaty sailors. That's Shinmu in a nutshell. <laughs> um, oh, and forklift driving, and you drive a forklift. That's that's what that you can open drawers. I remember thinking that was really cool. Yeah, I, I just remember watching you play it, and that's the only thing that stuck with me was these sailors are, or go, gotta find the sweaty sailors. Yeah. Have you seen any sailors? I'm looking for some sailors. You just go bar to bar looking for sailors, and then you find the sailors, and you get a job driving a forklift. That's yep, revo- revolutionary. <laughs> Changed gaming as we know it. <laughs> uh, so, so Watch Dogs 2 is confirmed for E3. The um, uh, That's it. I mean, cool. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, Watch Dogs 1 was wholly underwhelming when it came out. Yeah, it, the yeah amp- that was a bad first game for my PS4. Yeah, I played it on PC. The, uh, the ambushing was cool. Like... You know, if you knew if, they, if there was a motorcade or a vehicle you need to blow up, you could set up like explosives near the road and basically like blow up the front, blow up the end, basically hit it like a complex ambush, which is pretty neat. Um, 
the, the stuff that they that. promised versus what they delivered was well i mean i should just expect that from games nowadays but well, also like they what they showed and what they gave us as far as graphical fidelity and other stuff too it my biggest problem i think yeah. was just that the kind of game it was made for a great trailer not necessarily a great game i i think that it's the nail on the head yeah it's yeah i mean i think it, the trailer created a lot of expectations for that game and it didn't quite deliver so i'm wondering how much they're going to learn from that for the second one i'm curious to see what i'm hoping the e3 reveal because it's been a couple years since watchdogs i'm hoping it's not just like the logo you know and then like <laughs> the character saying something. I hope we see some gameplay. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking we're not going to, but I, I hope we do. Um, I hope we get, you know, 10 minutes of Watch Dogs 2 to see, did they learn or did they not learn, basically. Um, anyone else have anything to add about Watch Dogs 2? No. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, okay, Forge, Halo 5 Guardians Edition. They yeah. are bringing forge mode to the pc for free for windows 10 users and that's it it's just forge mode you can't play you can play multiplayer as long as it's in forge mode yeah you can basically play like kind of like pre-made multiplayer games there's no like matchmaking or anything you just be like oh me and a few of my friends are gonna get together and play games okay so for those of us who are halo tarted what is forge mode forge is their map creator mode okay like snap map yeah um but or so like, like all those it, people have done crazy things in it though so i mean it's pretty robust for what it is and like from what i see what it'll probably get mostly used for is for people to make forge maps using a keyboard and mouse instead of a controller and then just importing them over to xbox yeah i bet that's like 99 percent of what it'll be used for i think it's also to test out switching the engine over to PC, because I'm thinking Halo 6 is going to be on PC also, because it, it seems like Microsoft's really trying to unify PC and Xbox gaming as one kind of thing. And so I'm thinking that this is kind of a testing ground. So I'm betting if you like pre order Halo 6, <laughs> get Halo 5 on PC. So they're going to pull an Activision. That's what I think is going to happen. That's my, you know, that's my prediction. So. They haven't said this, but I think this is just a slight move in that direction. Um, well, we we see how how well pairing an older game with a newer one went for uh, Activision. Yeah, if their call, newest Call of Duty trailer is any indication with how happy fans are. Well, the thing about that trailer is, even though it had like um, basically. Only ten percent, even though it had a shitload of dislikes, only ten percent of the views were dislikes. So that means either ninety percent of the people either clicked nothing, like me, for example, or they liked it. So I think it's not an appropriate way to scale how well the game's going to sell. And I think that's what uh, someone from Activision came out and said. One of the devs, they were like, you know, a lot of people have disliked this trailer. But our pre-orders are saying it's going to be one of our stronger releases. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Well, and also the trend on it is almost completely mirrors the trend on their Black Ops 1 trailer, which was the last good Call of Duty. Yeah. I did like Black Ops a lot. 
I do think that it's funny that they chose to re-release an updated version of the most popular Call of Duty of all time, but only if you buy the super special edition of the new Call of Duty. I think we we talked about this last podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. I, it's just it's still ri- like it's, yeah, still it's, still, yeah, it's, it's still yeah, it's still it's still ridiculous. Um, it's, like, I, it's like can I pay sixty dollars for the Modern Warfare remake and not get Infinite Warfare? I think the I wouldn't do that. Yeah, so. I think the remake's gonna. I still stand by it that they're gonna release it later on its own for like forty dollars. Yeah, because if they released them at the same time, their sells for uh, yeah. Infinite Warfare would be crap compared to the rest. Like, yeah. all the previous installments. It, it'll be a solo product. They're going to get as much money as they can out of their Infinite Warfare sales, and then when those start dipping off, you can buy just Call of Duty for Remake. I, I guarantee you that's how they're going to do it. And then they're going to get a second wave of purchases just for that. For people who didn't want to buy both, they just wanted the one for, like, $40. They'll be like, oh, you can buy it at a bargain now. And then they're going to say it's a bargain anyway. And then people are going to buy it. I think they're just that way they can get a second wave of sales after the first one starts to taper off. I mean, that's what I would do. But I'm not a businessman. <laughs> businessman. Businessman. Um, no Man's Sky was delayed from June to August 10th in the UK is when the release date is. That's where the uh, developer and publisher are located. Well, I think publish... I don't know who, who's publishing it. Fine now. I don't know. Well, the developer is located in the UK. They're getting an August 10th release. Um, apparently, the guy got death threats when they delayed it. He only delayed it a month. Of people were e- even better. I, I can't remember. Was it the writer for Kotaku? One of the yeah, writers wrote an article. Threats. He got death threats too. It's like, dude, I just wrote an article. <laughs> I think. I think. Sometimes I wonder what people call a death threat. If someone messages you, because I've seen some ones that I'm like, that's not really a death threat. It's just like someone says, "Oh, I hope you die." Or, I hope you get cancer and die. And they're like, I'm getting death threats. I'm like, I, th- I mean, not really. Yeah, but, and like, there's some well, that I mean, are just maiming threats. But it, may, it may not be a literal death threat, but it's the same area. Like, I, I don't feel like it's necessary to make that distinction, really. It's yeah. because, it's you know... Really stupid behavior. <laughs> saying, I have received death predictions doesn't have quite <laughs> the same, like impact to it <laughs> i've received hopes, hopes of death yeah i um you're right i, I think <laughs> i mean i don't think anyone should be sending anything like that to anyone for any reason um but i mean unless they killed like your family and then you can say i hope you die i think that would be fair but Those are different circumstances. yeah but for a video game <laughs> No, if they kill your family, I think it's probably fine to go with "I'm going to kill you, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah, but I got Liam Neeson on your ass. Pretty yeah. much, that's a very specific set of skills, like <laughs> podcasting. And um, we, I think that, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy that people are either that passionate, or just that crazy, or just that big of an asshole. I think it's just the asshole thing. Yeah, I guess what Especially you know, for a game that's going to get old really fast. Yeah. It's yeah. not like there aren't hundreds of games out there right now you could just go play in the meantime. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of, of games. games. I'm like, I just, are you living for No Man's Sky? It's, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you. You're going to be disappointed. What, what, what if he has cancer and he's going to die sometime in July? 
Well, he needs to tell the developer that because what happened is Kojima gave that guy an early copy of Metal Gear Solid Five, and he got to play it and beat it. And then he died like three days later. <laughs> but <laughs> but he got to play and beat the game. You know, yeah. that was like his dream. And then he, you know. So I, the same I, thing happened with the Force Awakens, where that dude was dying, so they let him see an early. Yeah. So he had to sign like NDAs. No, no, no. They did it with Force Awakens too. No, I was just making. Oh it. yeah, but yeah, like the the like in fan. Yeah, well, at least thing. that guy got to see a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that'd be really disappointing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yeah. what really mean. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So No Man's Sky was delayed. The do you guys, do you guys want to talk about No Man's Sky at all, or do you feel like it's kind of old news? It's pretty interesting, but I mean, I don't think looks, we could add anything that hasn't already been talked about. Uh, it looks cool as hell, and I'd love to try it. I just think it would get old pretty quickly. There's just not enough to do, it looks like. Well, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that there are, like, what, like over 13 billion seeded worlds? That mm-hmm. all are going to look pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah that's the only problem. I think with games like that, I have trouble creating a sense of purpose for myself. Like, I'm very nihilist when I get into those games or existential i guess is, is a better word nothing like, like, matters yeah like i get into uh elite dangerous and i launch it and then i'm just like all right i need an objective <laughs> the universe I'm just, is cold and empty yeah for no purpose it's a very uh existential game just to float around so i feel like with no man's sky if i had a goal of like explore a hundred planets you know give me some challenges give me something to do i need a goal there's apparently a story they released that like there is a overarching goal for each one of the players and it's to reach the center of the universe and you'll be getting bits and pieces of a story which um you know in all of the logos how they have that giant floating diamond thing yeah. That's apparently going to play into this overarching, like, universal mystery. Oh, I thought it was just some clip art that they... Oh, it, it looks like <laughs> clip art, but... <laughs> slapped on there. Apparently, it actually has a purpose. Okay. So, that, I just listened to a 30, 35-minute long spiel about it from uh, one of the YouTubers that I like, where he was going over all the stuff uh, that you need to know, and I wasn't even aware that they were putting something like that in the game. I thought it was just purely exploration on it reminds me of on the back of the uh final fantasy 9 case it said something like the search for the crystals continue and uh and it had a big crystal in the logo there really wasn't and, anything in the game crystals in that game had like nothing to do with crystals and so that's how i feel about this diamond and no man's sky i'm like are they just saying that and like there's an overarching plot if you look for it i don't know he's got a dark souls plot yeah, I just I need I need substance. Um, we'll find out in maybe August. Yeah, maybe August. We'll see. <laughs> Not June. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> they should have put that at the end. A year <laughs> and a month. <laughs> yeah, removing it from June to August tenth, twenty seventeen. I hope you stub your toe so hard that it turns black and blue. Ah. <laughs> That's a much more polite. <laughs> like that's that's okay. He'd be like, "Oh, it's probably gonna happen within the next." 13th. I hope you get gas so bad. I don't know, man. That's or, kind or of like, there with hold death it Have you ever or stubbed like your toe that later. hard? 
like 15 years later, he like stuffs his toe. And he's like, damn you, Davy 23. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> now it's XX Davy 23 XX. Of course. <laughs> Dude, we. Um, okay, so next, next bit of news. Mortal Kombat X beer is coming from Sound Brewing. Sound Brewing is actually located right across the Puget Sound from Seattle. It's pretty close to where I'm at. So uh, there are three flavors they've got, and I'll read the descriptions. I've got them here. Sub-Zero Imperial IPA, refreshingly cooling on a warm day, an Imperial Indian Pale Ale that's not all about the hops or the malt, but it's a whole lot of both, fighting it out for your, part, for your palate's supremacy. Drink icy for more, of the, uh, for more of the hops or warmer for more malt. I, I mean, won't be drinking that one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Uh, that the just next sounds like too intense. Yeah. The Scorpion Imperial Stout, a unique blend of great Imperial Stout brings both fire and ice into your glass. The fiery Southwest chilies and cooling Madagascar vanilla bean paired nicely with the exotic notes pronounced by our own yeast strain. Um, I would try one of those. Chili and vanilla. It's, it sounds odd. I would try it. I would not expect to enjoy it that much. I've... I've never had anything by Sound Brewing, so I don't have like a, a taste range, you know, to go with like what they normally do. But this just sounds kind of like a heavy stout with a little. You'll have a hint of uh, vanilla and maybe a little bit of spice. I have had a spicy stout before though, um, and it is it's really weird to drink a beer and then your mouth is really really hot. From it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I, I'm like. I, I've tried this. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, if I would come back. The last one, which. I'm intrigued by is the Raiden Imperial Saison. This amped up Imperial Saison is a blast of hops and CO2 that will hit your tongue with a bang. The aroma jumps out of the glass with its earthly and herbal notes not far behind. See, I, that one, that description that's means That's the one nothing I would look me. most forward to yeah. trying. Well, that one, the description means nothing. It's hops and CO2, so you're telling me it's carbonated and made with hops. <laughs> well, it's a Saison. Okay. So a Saison going to have kind of a, a tartness to it and there's like a, a it's almost a citrusy crispness that the yeast strain creates I'm, i've been really getting into saisons lately so this is the one that like i'll probably try it since they're so close i'm sure i'll be able to find it okay so what we should do is when these come out we should all get one of them and then try them on the podcast. Uh, like, just review it. Just, just, just like have a special episode. Review when we it. get to the IPA, I'm just going to throw mine in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the only way we can do this is with your help, loyal listeners. We just need about three fifty for beer money. <laughs> just about $6 six dollars. Six six dollars for and... beer money. Uh, based on beer prices around here, uh, these are coming in 22-ounce bottles. I would imagine they're going to be about 6 to $8 a piece. It's we will probably start a GoFundMe so that we can buy, <laughs> what, like... Well, really, we each need three beers. bottles. Yeah. yeah we, well, in a hypothetical situation, me, Bucky, and Sean could all get together. That is true, and 22 ounces would be plenty for the three of you to split. And then I could buy three bottles here. I mean, we can, we can try and make this a reality. Yeah, no, I I was actually being serious about that part. Yeah, go to um, I don't know what kind of beer stores would be around. I'm sure in Charlotte you guys got a big one you could probably go to. We've got a place. Uh, we have a really nice South Carolina store that stocks a bunch of the uh, the more like weird and specialty brews and stuff. Yeah, if you uh, if you see them, pick pick them up, and then I'll pick up the uh, I'll pick them up if I see them here at Beer Junction. 
Am yeah. I the only one that's a little confused though? Like this is a little too late. Like it seems like something that would have come out. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's perfect because they knew every episode we have to have Mortal Kombat news. So... <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. You think maybe they listen to the podcast. Maybe they're the some Mortal that listen to it. They're, they're some of our like six <laughs> listeners. Yeah. So they knew. They're like, oh man, they don't have anything to talk about next week. So or we know they like weeks. beer. So. Uh... Little combat beer. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. We got three weeks to make this happen. <laughs> and boom, there it is on the podcast. Your more Mortal Kombat Ten news. I I really hope. I hope it coming. I I'm gonna start looking for Mortal Kombat news. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I'm gonna dig something up for every yeah. every episode. We'll call it our like our our MK minute or something. <laughs> well, it has to happen now. Like it's it, it's literally been like the past five episodes. <laughs> We've just months at least about something. Yeah, it keeps coming up. So it's it all started what with Mortal Kombat 10 just with being the release, all. the way that they fucked up the release. Yeah, trying yeah, out like that new distribution system. Yeah, this is... it didn't like come with anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could do like your own trial session, and that was basically it for like a day. <laughs> I am. Um... No, I look forward to this. If like if I can't find news, I'm gonna look up just a weird fact, like a did you know gaming kind of thing. Sounds like if I can't find news, I'll make news. I'll make news. <laughs> By the way, some troll on Mortal Kombat on Windows 10. Yeah, just like just fucking over everybody. Yeah. His name was Captain Cucumber. That's right. I'll find it out. I'll find a way to make this a thing. Um, Oculus talk. I just put that down because it's been a lot of things have happened since our last podcast. Oh, man, I am so glad I did not like jump on the early adopter bandwagon for that one. Yeah. So, Travis, you're pretty passionate about all this. So do you want to kind of sum up the events of the last few weeks? Yeah. So there was a group that made a program that essentially allowed owners who had of the Vive to play Oculus Rift only games. You still had to buy the game from the Oculus Rift store. It would just basically um, translate the communication calls bet- from the uh, runtime to the headset, so that they like the same like X Y calls for positioning everything would be translated to the way the Vive did it, and that was all that all it did. It just translated those calls to make them work together. They didn't have to do anything special. Well, apparently, um, Oculus was not. And, and the important with that. part is, you still had to buy the game from the Oculus yes. store. You still had to buy the game from the store. So the game developer was still um making money and oculus making was still more making money, money really oculus was still making money because they were still getting a cut of that well so oculus patched released a patch so that now the drm for the game actually verifies the headset so now that patch broke well it took the developer all of about of that patch all of about three days to do a workaround but now, in the process, he has to bypass their entire DRM protocol. So now you can do it with any game, whether you buy it or not. Yeah. So now pirating Oculus games is a thing. Yeah, you can pirate the Oculus games and use that patch and play them on your Oculus, or you can pirate the games, use that patch, and play them with your Vive now. And the guy who developed this uh, patch put it out. He's like, I really did not want it to come to this. But you're making it impossible for people to experience your games... Unless they buy your platform, and there's plenty of people who bought the Vive, 
and they still want to buy your game, but now like, and you're not letting them. So this this is kind of what it's come to. Uh, it's going to uh, be weird for a while, I think. Yeah. And the, the other thing was that there is a post by the uh, co-founder of Oculus, uh, not John Carmack, but the other guy, um, mm. back in December on Reddit that he'd made, where basically the gist of it was that while they would only actively support devices that were in the o- Oculus um, hardware um, family, such as like the uh, was it the Samsung Gears, technically Oculus, and things mm-hmm. like that. He specifically stated that they wouldn't go out of their way to prevent any of their software games from working with other hardware if people made it work. Yeah. And then they did exactly that. To me, this sounds like a Facebook decision. I mean, it probably is. But I mean, Facebook owned them then when he made that. Yeah. Like, I, post, think, like, I think he has less control than he thought he was going to have over decisions like that. Um, I think decisions like this are exactly why everyone was like, oh, shit, when Facebook bought them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm interested. I hope I hope they learn from this. I hope they decide to stop fighting it and go the route of like, you guys spoke, we listened. We're removing the DRM, blah, 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 on our end that verifies Oculus. Like, I'm hoping they do like a very good PR spin to kind of not only save face, but to gain some trust back from the community. Um, I think that's what they're going to have to do. Because all this happened like right after our last podcast. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from Oculus since that updated patch. I I don't know. Either that or they're going to hunker down and try and do like a lawsuit with the guy who made the patch and they're just building their case right now. I I hope they don't go that way. They're going to lose so much faith if they like... Well, I mean, they've pretty much already lost my business. They've got to do some... Yeah, some backpedaling. Like, yeah, they like right now. If I get the money, I'm getting a Vive instead of an Oculus. Yeah, it, and it's pretty much almost exclusively because of this. And if you order a Vive right now, it, it ships. You have it. If you order an Oculus right now, they're not you're, they're not even going to ship it until August. Because I still check I've like the inventory. The games that are out, the Vive has way better games anyway. I just don't have the room for all this lighthouse box bullshit. Yeah, so that, yeah. That, that was the main reason why I wanted the Oculus was the way it was set up was any Vive game that didn't require the whole room thing could still be played on the Oculus. Yeah. Well, with so, this patch, though, any game that you could play on the Oculus, you could also play on the Vive because you can use it just sitting, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, like, I have no interest in the room VR stuff. Yeah, neither do I. It wasn't so, worth the extra so like, 200 Yeah. Yeah, the extra 100 plus I've heard the oculus like visual quality is a little bit better Mm. and it's a little bit lighter so yeah weight i think weight does matter especially for long sessions you you guys have used oculus i've only used the vibe that one time um so sean you actively use an oculus dk2 and travis you said you were borrowing one right yeah well how do you guys feel about the weight on those like for a long session have you used it for more than two hours oh yeah i've used it for many hours yeah and the the biggest thing is the um it's still the cables. Like when I turn my head sitting down, like the cable behind me will like catch on my chair. That's what See, generally me, the gets me. The biggest most. thing is the headphones over the straps. After a while, it makes the straps kind of uncomfortable where they are on my head, but it's not like bad. And that's only after like a long time of sitting with it. 
And Oculus, uh, the the consumer unit includes headphones like that are built in. Right? I would have. They're, not, they're like attachable. Oh, okay. they're, they look they're not like good. pretty shitty. I would just take them off and use my headset. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's our Oculus minute. The <laughs> the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game uh, by Platinum apparently is getting terrible reviews. So if you're thinking about buying that, uh, hold off. Uh, maybe get it on sale. It is four player co op. The biggest complaint is April O'Neil keeps repeating the same lines. Their story's very bland. It can be beaten in three hours. It tries to be many games, but it doesn't succeed at any. Um, uh, not very big combo system. Basically, just very limited moveset, limited gameplay, and it's just super repetitive. Three hours of garbage. That's that's what I've gotten from the few reviews I've read from it. I have not played it, so these are not my opinions. But uh, I haven't heard I mean, any good it's, reviews. <laughs> it's enough to prevent me from buying it. So. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the Korra game, um, which I did play, and I it, I was just was underwhelmed. Oh, that's it's sad when you know IPs that could potentially have you know really cool games end up just completely falling flat. Yeah, absolutely. and the worst part was this uh, developer. I didn't play it, but they made a, a Transformers game that apparently was really good. So I was like, oh, more of the same. Yeah, yeah. The Transformers game did get great reviews, so I don't, I don't. Was know. it uh, the it? something something Cybertron? No, not War for no, Cybertron. Not the it's newer not, one. Okay. Yeah, it's the one after that. It's the one that is cell shaded and actually looks yeah, like the cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's, yeah, it's the one that looks like the original cartoon, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I know War for Cybertron got really, really good reviews. That was a really fun game, by and the way. Four player co op. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the reason why I hadn't played it. I never had four people or three other people to play it with. And I never bought it because I could never get three people to buy it. So I was just like, I guess I'm not going to play this. Because I didn't want to play it by myself. It didn't seem good enough to play solo. Um, it was it was a really fun like third-person action game. Yeah. And you can like just quickly transform from a tank to... I think I played a, a demo of it. Like I played something of it and I enjoyed it. I think this back on 360. Well, what was... There were two of them. There is... Yeah, there's War for Cybertron and Fall and of Cybertron. Fall, yeah, I think I have, the, I have the first one. I haven't played it yet, though. Or maybe it was Fall first and then War. I don't know. Second, it's War for Cybertron, then Fall. I have War. So I guess they lose that War. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Well, I mean that's kind of the whole plot of the the movies and leaving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Payday Two is ditching microtransactions. So now when you get like it's a safe box or something, uh, instead of having to pay to unlock it, it just unlocks. Yes, it's it's good. Thank I, goodness, I haven't played Payday Two in a year and a half, two years. The, and this happened because they um, actually changed hands. Um, their parent company uh, changed, so I, I guess the new company was just like, "All right, you guys, whoever made the decisions, a dumbass. Let's go back to the way things were." Is there still a big community for that game? I feel like there is based on the news I still hear about it. I have a couple of friends on my Steam list who that's basically all they're ever playing. I feel like Russians probably play it a lot. <laughs> it's a good yeah, that's a really it seems good it game. seems like the kind of game that like you you'd see someone's Steam account, their games list, and they would have like that and like TF two. And like a bunch well, of free to play games. Like they for did a game not, as old as it is, there's sixteen thousand people playing it on Steam right now. I mean, that's, there's so that's, much content for it. 
Yeah, but it's essential. But they they never really did. They put out more maps, or they just put out more masks and guns. It, no, if people are still playing with maps and like themes and stuff. I mean, if people are still playing Counter Strike Go, which is basically just Counter Strike 1.6 maps updated from you know ten years ago, mm-hmm. I, you know, it doesn't surprise I, me. I feel well, like I mean, Go it's full of new maps too. Yeah. Well, Counter Strike Go is also a competitive multiplayer game, so your experience is going to vary a lot more. That's true. That <laughs> is true. I'll give you that. Payday needs a competitive mode, like cops and robbers. That'd be cool. Like, but then you just end up with Battlefield Hardline, which that mode was no, like but the it's still first like mode of Hardline. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Hardline just really fucked it up. <laughs> like I think it'd have to be a lot smaller because Hardline had thirty-two people for that. I think if if Payday did it, it would just be like two people can be with the AI cops. Like you still have to fight the AI cops and you have two people and then you have like five bank robbers. It needs to be asymmetrical and it should be, I think it should be that way. You should have like four robbers and then maybe like 10 cops. And and the thing is, it's not a, a, about getting in a shootout. It's about not getting in a shootout. (laughs) Like if the, if the robbers could take hostages and you take hostages and it'd have to be counter-strike style. Like if you kill a cop, they're down. They don't, respawn and come back as another cop yeah yeah no that's why i think yeah i agree i think that would be a good way to do it i think siege you could learn a lot from siege in a way but every game could learn from siege so it's so great great game except for the taking away thermites grenades i'm still pissed off about that eh, i i i playing thermite last night i can see why they did it because thermite is still extraordinarily useful without them yeah yeah i um Really like okay, so we're, we'll segue and get to talk about the new stuff to Rainbow Six um, for a minute. Valkyrie, uh, those cameras. I know I talked about it on the last podcast when they announced the stuff, so I'd actually played as Valkyrie now, who can throw additional cameras, sticky cameras, which then if someone's dead or if they open up, every player in your team can open up the cameras and see those sticky cams. Super useful. I uh, still haven't fully gotten the hang of the best place to put them. Because uh, I'd only done, what do we do, like three or four rounds last night? Well, we did quite a few. I think like I only played a couple. Frost yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Um, not a lot of people using Valkyrie, but I think she's useful. And people stopped using Frost, too. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm kind of excited to get... I think I just needed a break from Rainbow Six, and I'm getting back into it. So I'm excited. Oh, okay, here we go. Here's some Rainbow Six news. Rainbow Six Siege Starter Edition is now available for $15. Uh, yes. From today until June 19th. So I'm just the there's a couple bullet points from the PC Gamer article which really just sum it up perfectly. So I'm going to go ahead and read that uh, real quick. The only difference between the starter edition and standard edition is how the operators are unlocked. The starter edition will include just two operators instead of the usual 20, randomly chosen from a pool of six of the game's most intuitive for newcomers: Rook, Sledge, Ash, Fuse, Mute, and Smoke. Additional operators can be unlocked for 12,500 renown each a much higher rate than the standard edition, or purchased outright with $35 Rainbow Six credits bundle. The starter edition also comes with 600 Rainbow Six credits that can be used to unlock two more operators of your choice from the pool of six, or on other stuff if you, pre- or on other stuff if you prefer, like uh, weapon skins, stuff like that. And it works with Rainbow Six Siege Season Pass, which gives access to eight post-release operators, which will be added over the course of the year. So it's Rainbow Six Siege with fewer guys and more grinding, 
and although if you'd like to be a more specific breakdown, the Star Edition has an FAQ, which is available on the Rainbow Six website. Uh, the other point to be aware of, however, is even though this seems like a pretty good idea, the Star Edition will only be available from today and, well, from whenever this article went up. And Well, it's only available until June 19th. That's when it's going to go away. So two, we got two weeks from today then. Yeah. So it's an interesting way for people to, to hop into the game. Uh, a buddy of mine actually had just, he messaged me. He was like, I got the Star Edition so I can play with you. So someone did it. <laughs> okay, cool. I think... Um, the game occasionally goes on sale for 30 and you get everything. So I, well, you with the way they worded that, it made it sound like if you pay the 35 extra, you get, you actually unlock all those characters, which would be different than buying the full game. Yeah. You still but then does, mind. yeah. Does that mean that the price, okay. So you'd unlock, okay. You just unlock them. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I'm not sure on, but, um, yeah, because all the new characters are still going to cost the same unless you have the season pass. It's a weird way to do it, but I think it's good for people who want to try it. I I think free doing instead of a free weekend, like a free week would have been a better strategy to get people to buy the game. But I don't know. Maybe this is better for revenue. Someone smarter than me makes decisions, I'm assuming. I, I mean, the difference is... Anyone that does try it is already investing at least 15 bucks, whereas a free week, they could play it, get what they want out of it, yeah, and not make a single cent. That's true. I mean, to be fair, if you want to play it, you can currently get it for less than $30 on some less reputable websites. Like G2A? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on the gray market. You can gray market yeah. it for cheaper. <clears throat> um. I think it's a good enough game. It's worth supporting the devs, but I do know uh, a while back GameStop had a deal where if you bought it in the store, it was $30. So like there are sales from major retailers if you're waiting for those. They do pop up. You can go to like Slick Deals and look it up. Uh, Green Man Gaming pretty much perpetually has a 20% off coupon, yeah. and they're legit. They're, they're not gray market, so if you buy from them, the developer is going to get some of that money. It's it's the game that got me to lift my Ubisoft blockade, <laughs> and I'm not disappointed in that. So. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I um I love it. I still put time into it when I can. Now that I'm working a lot more, I I don't have as much time, but I'm definitely gonna play it some more tonight. Uh, anyway, I know I'm I always pimp Rainbow Six on here because I I've, I've always loved the whole series, so uh, this one did not disappoint. On to Blizzard. Okay, here's a good one because we like talking about porn so often. <laughs> um, Blizzard is trying to crack down on Overwatch porn. Side note: Pornhub searches for Overwatch increased by 800 percent after the beta happened. Oh my god! Looking at the, uh, they actually had a a little line graph of like searches for like tracer porn, just tracer, and like eight hours after the Overwatch launch. Boom! Through the roof. Oh yeah, well it ex- it exists. I mean, people. Oh, use, I know. People use Source Filmmaker. Guys. Yeah, Rule Thirty Four is in full effect here, which basically states, if you don't know what that is, if there is something, there is porn of that something. Yeah, but they've been going into overdrive with Overwatch, though. I don't. I don't <laughs> get it. I mean, I appreciate everyone's enthusiasm. It's, but well, it's um, basically it has. It's just the a lot of the characters are very sexualized to begin with. And once those character models are out there, it's not a lot of work for people to 
modify them for whatever they need to. So yeah. I wouldn't I mean, necessarily say sexualized. I mean, they're wearing some tight clothes. They are, stuff, Bucky. But, okay. Yeah, them booties. There's like they have booties. That's right. Tracer is best girl. Oh, I mean, uh, what's her face? Widow is Widowmaker. Widow yeah, full yeah. cleavage and um, yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, there's 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 no argument there from me. I think, uh, but like you were saying, that a lot of these models got ripped from the game when the closed beta started, and then people started modifying those models using things like Source Filmmaker um, to make poor in that way. Then obviously there's just artists who draw, um, which is I think probably more accessible. But I mean that you don't need models; you literally just draw from you know reference art, I suppose. And um, yeah, so porn shot up a lot like the creation of it and the demand so i mean obviously it's, it's a big supply demand thing people wanted more i think people like drawing it people like creating it uh so it's <laughs> people like a, um uh consuming it yeah there is no shortage of overwatch porn we'll just go i'm with gonna that. start drawing I'm, porn but it's I all mean, gonna be based on from like memory and not reference <laughs> photos. i'm just picturing um jonah hill's lunchbox from super bad yes yeah it's pretty much that that is like you go like if you look for Sean's it that is draw a bunch of dick pics <laughs> it's just dick, like dick rockets it's just watson over and over again big old gorilla penis <laughs> Um, I mean, to be fair, I read some of these articles, and uh, I think the Kotaku one had some several not safe for work links. I clicked <laughs> on them; none of them did anything for me. I'm just like, eh, I don't. Maybe not you're gay, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he he likes that Torbjorn porn. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I couldn't find any of it though. Yeah, it's not it's not in high demand. But basically, anytime anything gets more popular, especially with uh, you know more of a geeky or nerdy gamer community where there, there maybe are a lot of artists, there's going to be a lot of this creation. So the well, I mean, well, it hit over seven million players, so already. So it shows you this game's new. It's hit seven million players. There's so many people playing it. So much exposure, and I, I'm, I'm sure a percentage of that population are artists or artists who watch let's plays or videos of people playing the game, and they go, "I want to draw this." Either a they're safe for work artists and they go, I really like this character, I like their costume, I, I like their hair, I like whatever, I just want to draw them. Or it's not safe for work and they're like, I like this character, I like their clothes, I like their hair, I just want to fuck them. And so they draw that version. Well, that's, you know. I mean, people like stuff and then people like to see stuff fuck other stuff. So <laughs> it's, I mean, there's a reason why the Rule 34 thing is so popular. Yeah. People like to see stuff going into holes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, once you've like seen... Golf. Once you've seen like a <laughs> have you seen the 3D animated GIF? It's like a dragon fucking a car. Yes, and it's there's terrible. A bunch of those. I know what yeah. you're talking there's about. There's a bunch of them. I've only ever seen the one. one. No, there's a subreddit for it. <laughs> it's called Dragon's Fucking Car. Right. Of course, you would know that. <laughs> I like. I didn't go looking for it. Right. <laughs> now he's backpedaling. No, no. He's God like cars. Dragons. I wonder. It's the next logical step. (laughs) Sean's two favorite things. Why not see what happens if they fuck? When you like things, you like two things, you just like to see those things fucking. It's stuff going into holes, man. Human nature, man. All right. Well, I did not know of this, and I just Googled, and the first thing I come up with is a BuzzFeed article of 29 fantastic illustrations illustrations of dragons fucking car 
think I'm one of the most popular ones is like a dragon fucking a Volkswagen Golf or something. Yep, that's the one I'm looking at, CG. <laughs> I think that's the one that we're all thinking of. I'm that's so like glad this is a thing. This Thank is you, the one that was built for. There's one with a school bus. So, anyway, like, back on topic and away from dragon porn. I, I hope like the bus a, is empty. The school bus is like the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're all googling <laughs> fucking cars. It's like the Magnum version. You know? There's a fire engine, and the fire engine is not empty. They drew oh. the drivers. <laughs> are they looking terrified? That would be the yes, worst day are. at work, <laughs> or the best day. So, how was your day? I don't want to talk about it. Well, a dragon <laughs> fucked my fire engines. Why are you so sticky? <laughs> oh my! Can we talk God. about something else. Uh, well. The whole point that we were getting to is Blizzard's actually trying to crack oh, down. Yeah, there's the story here. Yes, okay. it's the yeah. story. That's where we were trying to go with this. The story we should have known. Anytime you bring up porn, we're just gonna. No one is surprised about the porn. It's surprising that Blizzard. Some people are missing out because that one time we were talking and you like cut most of it out. <laughs> so I... Well, it needed. It should to got be. too real. I feel like the story went from Blizzard cracking down to, oh, hey, guys, there's a lot of Overwatch porn. <laughs> so, yeah, like Bucky was saying, the follow-up is Blizzard's cracking down. They, uh, uh, they've been sending a lot of cease and desists to artists saying it's uh, copyright infringement and that it's representing their IP in a way that they do not wish it to be represented. Uh, things like that. I, this has not stopped the art community well, they can't do that with fan art, right? I mean, only stuff that's maybe using their official character models, like well, the, CG a lot stuff. of those. Yeah, a lot of the videos, which is probably the ones they really want to get rid of, anyways. I, mean, I, th- I think those are the only ones they really can get rid of. So a bit of yeah, because it's using their assets, um, but the art not so much. So I think they still have been sending cease and desist to artists, but I don't know how. I don't think they can really enforce that one because the first amendment, first amendment rights and everything. Yep, and it falls under parody law, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, a couple things that My there, favorite kind of parodies. There <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, there's a porn. There's a Rule Thirty Four porn website, and what they've done uh, with this, and apparently in the past, the listing because I think basically you'll have a picture, it'll have a tag, so you can search, you know, Overwatch, and then all the porn will come up. Now, if you search Overwatch on that site, nothing comes up. They have changed the name from Overwatch to overlook so like it yeah and it'll never catch on yeah apparently i guess nintendo (laughs) was getting really pissed off about pokemon or game freak whoever uh, probably nintendo and game freak were getting pissed off about the rule 34 pokemon so they changed it on there to porkymon (laughs) (laughs) so that way the official list now i'm just thinking of a cross between the movie porkies and pokemon it's exactly that i'm sure there's rule 34 of that too so that's one way that I think some it's been slightly subverted from the ire of Blizzard Activision or Activision Blizzard. Uh, I'm sure if we if you can figure that out, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure they know. I'm sure they're well aware of it. It wouldn't be very hard to find. Um, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. I think to man. Come on, that's just terrible. I think. I think to man, <laughs> guys. To maintain appearances, they have to send out the cease and desist for a while. Um, I think they just don't want to be... Because I think they know they can't win this. I think they just don't want to be seen doing nothing. Uh, well, you, I, 
when it comes to trademark law, you can't. If you allow people to infringe on your trademark, you can lose that trademark. Yeah, so I think they have to do something. So I think that's pretty much what this is about. I think a lot of this is uh, just kind of in passing cease and desist. I don't think they're going to be... Maybe they so- should make such stupid, sexy characters. <laughs> yeah. Sean might be onto something there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, so we've already gone over... Uh, all right, GOG ad Steam Games... Yeah, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. You just told us about it right before we started. So you want to give us yeah. the rundown of that? Yeah, so basically um, GOG has a s- system now where you link your Steam account to your GOG account. <laughs> and um, it will scan your account. And um, I mean, Are you guys laughing about dragons fucking cars? <laughs> yes. Overwatch he posted a picture. Anyways, so you link your Steam account. And it will scan your account, and any games that qualify currently will get added to your GOG account. Which, if anyone's not familiar with GOG, uh, it's short for Good Old Games. Um, the one of the benefits of that is is all their games are DRM free. So once it's added to your GOG account, you can just download the game and play it on any of your hardware, whether you're connected to the internet, doesn't matter. Um, so that's nice. It's a kind of a nice safety net in case the unthinkable happens and somehow steam goes under um when i did it it was a little bit behind slow and i'm not sure if it's any better now like i guess like their api for querying steam has like a limit on how many hits they can do per day so i got put in a waiting list but like 12 hours later um it was done and i gave me a list of 12 games that i approved and added them to my account so when it links those, does it give you the GOG version of those games, the DRM-free versions? Yep. It's like if you go to my GOG page, I have those games now. Like it doesn't differentiate. the. Um, it just seems like a good yeah. way to back up, you know? Yeah, it's a good way to back up. The only thing is they've said is um, if they, it's a continual monitoring of your account. So um, if you buy a game on Steam two months from now and it qualifies under that cross platform thing it'll get added to your GOG account but it goes the other way if you remove if a game gets removed from your steam account they will remove it from your GOG account so you can't like buy a game on steam put it on GOG and then refund the game on steam yeah yeah well, I mean I th- you could hypothetically download it on GOG then refund it and you now have this DRM free copy but you're not gonna be able to get patches or anything for it yeah no, it just seems like a good way to have, you know, it's always, like, it's a backup. It's kind of like putting yeah. things on an external. It's, you know, Steam goes down or something, like, you know, if it for some reason went away and everyone loses these games, uh, it's just nice to have, you know, well, that, and to know I that like there's something I like that you don't out. have to be online. Yeah. Like, uh, when I deployed, um, I bought a bunch of games on GOG before I deployed, and I just downloaded all the installers and put them on my external hard drive. Yeah, and then all I needed was those installers, and I could install any of those games on my laptop when I wanted to play them. Didn't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, so it it seems like uh, I'm not seeing a downside. Basically, it just yeah. it seems like it's only a good thing. So yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, after the podcast over, I'm going to look into that and uh, just get that going. Um, yeah. no, that's I'll throw that's a link good on news. The page for you then. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I think we could say. all benefit from that. Um, AMD Radeon 480 shoots for value at $200. Uh, so Travis, you've been tracking the ATI stuff more. Do you guys want to kind of break this down for people? Yeah. So, um, they've, they're releasing a new card. Um, there's not much specifics as far as performance. There's like 
numbers as far as like speed, clock speeds, and all that. But essentially, it looks like their highest end video card they're launching this generation is two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, all they said is VR ready. <clears throat> so to me, that means hypothetically, like I'm I'm not familiar that much with AMD overall, but that means roughly minimum GTA X 970 performance. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll probably be about a 980, maybe a little bit better. Um, maybe, but, yeah. But not really a competitor for the 1070 or 1080. No, so, probably not by a long shot. Um, the only thing is it may, VR ready could be misleading as well. Um, and that it may give 980 performance in VR, but not in standard games because the, like the technology that has like nvidia has where they can basically render the two um what do you want to call them two different screens mm-hmm. without using twice like currently rendering those two screens requires twice as much power yeah with the 10 series that's coming out they have a system that basically reduces that significantly yeah it's so like their if, new api if they're using that something similar to that to breach minimum VR performance, then that this may not even be on the same page as like the 980 for non VR performance. So, do you do all of you? I, I want to hear everyone kind of chime in with this one. Do you guys think this is a good move for ATI or a bad move overall? Do you think they should try to compete directly with the 1080 1070, or you think this budget route is is a good well, decision? I've read some like uh, analysis into it and. Um, it goes if you go back like five or six years ago, I think they did the same thing. They said they were going to stop competing at the high end, and they just did like one generation where they only did like two hundred, two hundred fifty as their top end card, mm-hmm. and then the next generation they were back at this competing with Nvidia at the high end. And but another thing is, um, someone mentioned or they mentioned was uh, for this card, Nvidia switched the uh, company that actually manufactures their hardware. So what this really could be is kind of risk mitigation. Um, since they, it's their first time with these people manufacturing hardware, rather than going all in with these guys, kind of like hedging their bet a little bit in case something goes wrong. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? I don't know. I mean, now, for the past few years, AMD has been like the more budget brand. Not saying they're bad, but they're less expensive. And I think the 480 here at 200 is awesome. It's amazing. But I think it would be nice if they could come out also with a higher-end card to compete a little bit. Maybe not, like, straight-out compete, but something <clears throat> up there. Well, yeah, it's kind of disappointing in that respect because I was hoping they'd come out with something at that higher end because it always seems like NVIDIA comes out with something that's great. AMD comes out with something that's almost as good, but for, like, $100 less. And then NVIDIA drops their price by like $100. So it's like now they're better and the same price. Right. I I think that generally with uh, – I think you're right with, with AMD being generally kind of budget. A- NVIDIA will put out a good card normally. Uh, and, and AMD has had pretty good alternatives for cheaper in the past. I think for this, if it's – well, you know, with, when the 1080, 1070 come out, the 970 and 980 are going to drop in price. That's just the way that works. So there's going to be websites, you know, have like Newegg's going to put them on sale. They're, they're going to be trying to move that product so they can get the new product in. If the 480 can match those cards 
or be better than them, then I think it's a good decision on AMD's part. But if the 480 is at the same power as an as a 970, and you're going to have 980s going on sale all over the place, it's I don't think it's going to work out very well for AMD. Um, I think people are going to just side with NVIDIA uh, because I think it's well, I mean, just a more popular name too. Even if the 980 goes on sale, it's not going to drop to 200. You don't it, think it, so? It's isn't that like a four hundred fifty dollar card right now? Yeah, but now four hundred fifty is more than the ten seventy is going to be. The ten seventy is just going to be three something. Yeah, but I'm. And it's going to be ten seventy is MSRP right now is like four fifty I think. Is it? I thought it was the cheaper one. It is the ten eighty is like six hundred dollars. Yep. Let's see. Uh, it says more importantly, the it's supposed to be 380 for the 1070, 450 for the 1080. That's all the stuff I've been reading. Yeah, that's what the Founder Edition models are. The 1080 Founder Edition. Okay, now the Founder's Edition is at a $700 price point. Um, only has scalpers, cards priced higher. It really looks like the price was lower. We reported on it last week. <laughs> no, like, uh, everything I've been hearing is because these are significantly more expensive than the current cards of this generation. Like the 1080 is more expensive than the 980 was. The 1070 is more expensive than the 970 was. But the performance you're getting for that price is a lot better than the previous ones were. Like if you look at them uh, on a like price to performance scale they are a lot better than the last generation which is still really awesome because like the 970 at the time was probably one of the better boosts for the buck that we've seen in a while okay so it says here the gtx 1070 is just 380 uh which is 50 dollars more than a 970 um let me see if i just pull it up on amazon like, what does Amazon charge? That's a good gauge. Uh, X1070. Like, if they've got... Okay, yeah, those are still, like, dumb expensive, but I don't think they're shipping from Amazon. Well, the, they're not out-out yet. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, right now, you can get an EVGA GTX 970 for 309 um, on Amazon. Like I, I'd be surprised that drops by more than a hundred. Like I, because a those cards don't tend to actually drop as steeply as you would think they would, because people are still buying them for like SLI setups and stuff. Yeah, I just, I guess the way I feel about it is you could get one of these if 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 an RX four eighty isn't. It, it really needs to be a lot of bang for its buck because so many of these 970s and 980s are going to be going up on eBay, like used ones. And I know a lot of people don't like to buy used, but some people, a lot of people do. I always, and like when I ever upgrade a card, I always throw my old one up on eBay and it always sells within a week. Yeah, I mean, so. even if it ends up somewhere between the 970 and 980, that's still a huge bang for buck. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying if, if it's between, I think, like if I could pay $10 more and have a better card and just get it used, that's what I would do. Um, I, I I don't think it's going to be – I mean maybe used, but I – And I'd also have NVIDIA and everything that comes with having an NVIDIA card as far as support. AMD doesn't have the best track record. I'm just – I like – I'm not saying it's a bad idea for them. I'm just thinking they really they really need to nail it. 
is, is my opinion on this whole thing. Like, they, if they nail it, then that then it'll work out really well for them. But if they somehow drop the ball on this, I think they have more riding. I think Nvidia can afford to make more mistakes at this point in their lifespan as a company than than AMD can afford to. Um, anyway. So, uh, Nintendo NX mass production is delayed. They're adding supposedly VR features to it. <laughs> so, oh, Nintendo. Uh, is it going to be able to handle VR? <laughs> I, man, I'm this. Nobody knows anything about this thing. Like we know about the Neo. We know about. I forgot what its code name is. We know about the new the new Xbox that they're building. Nobody knows anything about the NX. Like they just it's such a tight ship. Well, given their track work record over the last ten years, and given the like rush development of this, I'm wondering how what quality of VR it would even be able to support to begin with. You're gonna get a uh, pair of cardboard red and blue glasses with yeah. each unit. <laughs> it's just the old school 3D. They just call it VR, but it doesn't even stand for virtual reality. It's be called. It's like stands for something else, like very real. <laughs> very real video game we've got our very real technology and it's just the blue and red thank you miyamoto-san yeah i um man who knows i think that's interesting like are they trying to play catch up and is it even like is it the right time to even try that right now because it's like I think... let's see what the newest the newest gen has been out for about what five years now no. No? No, the PlayStation 4? Specifically like two years. Like two years, two yeah. Two years. Okay, two years. So it's coming out around the three year mark where all of or no, the the Wii U has been out for longer, like three years. It? Yeah. It's been out like a year longer. Yeah. So it'll be about four years. That's only like half of a normal life cycle. For I well, well the Wii U is is that's that is a sinking ship. I think it was it, no, it was sinking when it came out. Like, there's no such thing as a normal life cycle anymore. You gotta remember the last life cycle was like twice the previous life cycle. Well and now they're doing like, like the the one point two, you know, like the four K and then the new Xbox. Like now they're doing incremental upgrade versions too, which is thanks to new. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, Nintendo's. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I say, why not? Go for it. Nintendo. Yeah, go. I mean, honestly, they've got. They can do whatever the hell they want, even but, if they're but, losing you, money. They still have money. You, you got to understand, Sean. It doesn't bother me. It baffles me. There's a difference. Why? Like, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just. I'm just kind of like. I feel like Nintendo needs to do something. I feel like the VR climate has not taken off in the way people expected it to. And I feel all the consoles, I feel Oculus, HTC, I think they're all just doing the fake it till you make it strategy. Like they're just going to keep pushing VR. But instead of it just being like Microsoft did with the Kinect where they just kept pushing it and then they pushed it so hard with the Xbox One and then they finally just accepted that it was dead for gaming. I feel everyone's in on this joke. And like I, I like VR, I do, and I, I, I want it to take off, and I want it to be really good. But I don't feel like it's taking off the way it needs to. Which, like, like I said, I'm and not I think hoping it's because everyone has is using the mindset that you're using. It's a new technology. Like yeah. it, the thing is, it's going to take a while for people to really nail down how to develop for it. You're going to have to get you know a pretty good library of. 
content well, that for price it, point right? has to buy it too. The, the big problem right now is uh, the price point of the system. I can understand it, there's not much around that, but like when someone says VR, the first game that comes to my mind is Valkyrie. And from what I understand, there's just not enough to Valkyrie to A, justify the $60 price point, and to B, keep me playing VR. It's kind of a one-trick pony game. There's no depth to it. Like, once you've played it, it's like, well, that was Valkyrie. They need to get VR in people's hands. Like, they need it in every Best Buy. They need it in every Walmart. They need it in the mall. Because I think you you can't see a commercial for VR. Like, a lot of people, like, I, I always fall back. This is my mom saw a commercial for VR. She'd go, oh, okay, it's 3D. You know, when you try to you can't you can't describe VR. Yeah, you have, you, to, you, you have to experience it. They need it in every GameStop. They need it, and they need to have a stock. They need you can try it. You can buy this now. Um, you need it, and like I said, Best Buy's any store where people you would think could buy a laptop or or a you know a, if you can buy a PlayStation Four in that location, you should also be able to try VR basically. And I think Sony will probably push this a lot when the uh, PlayStation VR comes out. But it, having tried it. You can't describe it with a video. Like you can't make a commercial for VR. It, you literally have to slap that set on and go, "Oh, okay, this is it. I get it." You can try and explain the concept to people and just say, "No, it's like you're in a 3D space." And they go, "Okay, well, I've been. To, I don't like 3D movies." And you're like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's not like it's not a 3D monitor or TV. It's different." Um, and well, and I think that's that's so hard to convey to consumers who don't know anything about it to to market. Yeah, I mean, because it's way different. I mean, when you think about VR, you think about the old VR stuff that's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but now you can put on a headset and stand there and look at something, and it feels like you can just reach out to touch it. Yeah, like it's weird. I still I, got my old Virtual Boy. I could just duct tape that bad boy onto my face. Like it takes in the ibuprofen. <laughs> takes some yeah. ibuprofen. Yeah, <laughs> for that massive migraine I'm about to have. <laughs> Yep. But uh, another thing I think VR needs to do is they need to ditch, like, Oculus needs to stop being douches. Uh-huh. And they need to go towards the common framework, the, like, open VR that Vive's using. And I'm yep. hoping Sony does that, because I've heard rumors that the uh, Sony VR will actually be usable on PC as well. That would be such a good decision. That would be nice. It would, yeah. it would be smart, because then they can get PC people using their platform. Well, that, well, that's the thing. And, like, I have a PlayStation 4 and a PC, so if they yep. do that, that's... That's like, the one. Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah. yeah. As long as its specs are not garbage, it's like yeah. yeah. That's like that's the like that is exactly it. I'm hoping they talk about it at E3, which is coming up, I think, in two weeks. Um, like I really hope they talk about it because it's one of those things that if if that is the case, then that's who I'm going with. Well, see, and, and the thing is, it completely changes the game. It takes it from being something I'm laughing at to be like, oh, I, I'll buy that. Because like yeah. as a sing, as only a PlayStation thing, I'm just like, no, you. No. Yeah, no, I mean that's why I stopped way. paying attention to it. It's like, oh, it's just a PlayStation headset. Who cares? But if it's also a PC, then it's. I hope this viable. isn't just like some weird rumor. I really hope this happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like for me, it's not just that. It's like, oh, the headset might be cheaper. But now it's like all of a sudden they announced the new PlayStation and thing. It's like, it's like, wait, so does that mean my PlayStation isn't powerful enough? So to really use, I need to buy the headset and another PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so, but like it being on PC, I'm like, well, my PC can handle it, so I could buy it on PC, and then later down the road, if there's a PlayStation game that I yeah. wanted to use it with, I could it, cross that bridge when I got to it. It would be a very smart decision, and then I know <laughs> Microsoft would do the same thing. They would super start charging in that direction. Um, well, and 
there's already the open VR platform, which is what Vive uses. So, and that's open. Anyone can take that. And it's like, oh, you take open VR. As long as you support like the all the features that are necessary for the game, you can play the game with that hardware. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's definitely the way to go. Um, okay, so yeah, but anyway, we'll see what Nintendo does. What if Nintendo allows it to work on the NX and on your PC? But you have to have a friend share code or whatever. I I don't have an <laughs> NX, so it would still be below the rest of the headsets, probably. Yeah. Unless um, like spec wise, it was awesome. So uh, moving on, I guess back to some Nvidia stuff. Nvidia is in, is talking about. I don't think they've confirmed it, but they're talking about scrapping the mobile GPUs to bring full size 1080s and 1070s to laptops. Um, that's well, nuts. Those are some hot laptops. Like- yeah, hot laptops. They're going to run for about 20 minutes before the battery dies. They're going to be heavy as hell, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And big. I, I, the only thing I can see is they're talking about the... When they say full size, that they're talking about the actual chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not making an M version. Like the way we have like the 970 like M. The chip that's like, you know... How big are those? Like an inch and a half square? Yeah, the actual GPU. Yeah, and... But they're not going to be the. You may get a 1080, but it's not going to be a desktop 1080. It, the chip may be similar, but it's going to be underclocked. It's going to be like, it's not going to be running at the same performance as the desktop. You can't. There's just no way. It's big, big, big laptop. Yeah. It's I like mean, a GameCube. Short, short, it's like a box of having like a tank of liquid nitrogen that you plug into your computer to keep it cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's one of those things. It's all kind of speculative right now, but I'm curious to see how it develops. Because yeah. there have been some laptops like with the 8800 where they stopped in the 8800M and they started putting full 8800s in there. Um, but the M versions are always underclocked and smaller and uh, not as fast. So I think if they can manage to get that speed in there, uh, that's that'd be good. The, well, the I think the there's a lot problem, of obvious problems like you're pointing out. The big that problem with the M's are the um, – it's not even that they're underclocked. It's that they're usually actually last-generation hardware. Yeah, the like if you look at like a I don't know about the nine series mobiles, but I'm pretty sure the eight series mobiles like an 880M was really based off a seven series desktop mm. processor because it had that time to mature. They were able to get like the product, like smaller uh, and power usage down, like all that stuff. So that so that maybe what they're saying is that they're going to be using like current generation technology. Like it's still not going to be exactly the same as desktop though. I just can't see that happening. Maybe they'll work that NVIDIA magic. Cause <laughs> it's just it's literally just black magic harnessed inside of a little <laughs> box that's in your laptop. It's, it's one thing to say that you're going to make it available for some specific laptops, but to say you're just scrapping the mobile ones altogether, I just can't see them doing that. I guess we'll see how it develops. Because the vast majority of laptops aren't going to be able to handle like that kind of heat. So and maybe they'll have to adapt. <laughs> like my laptop's big and it has a mobile GPU and it still gets hot. Like you stuck a desktop one in there, I'm pretty sure it would melt. Yeah. So uh, does everyone here think that we might be living in a computer simulation? Potentially. Because I mean, Elon Musk seems to, to think so. It. Yeah, I, I, I won't throw it out like i'm not 100 percent sure that we aren't but it's like, like i'm pretty sure we're not but you know, you know I, but how would we know me. 
if if I was going to rate it on a percentage scale, there'd be a decimal and several zeros before there was a number <laughs> on our chance of being in a computer simulation. But there would be that number somewhere. Honestly, it just wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Like I'd be like, oh, you know, I really didn't think that to begin with, but I'm not surprised. Oh, it would surprise the shit out of me. I mean, I'm. I, you're saying if if uh, Morpheus showed up and told you you were in the Matrix, you wouldn't be surprised. Man, you know what? No. I would be disappointed. <laughs> I, yeah, I would be more disappointed than anything. <laughs> See, I'm the other way around. I would be surprised and psyched. I'd be like, well, yeah, but what if he was like, all right, we're in a simulation, but it's not like the Matrix and you don't have powers. You still have to just be you, but know that everything's for nothing. But it's like, okay, like, so that's I mean, just nihilism, man. Like, couldn't you just isn't make it life, so I had a lot of money? already really that way? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, what are we working towards? The planet's going to blow up eventually. I mean... <laughs> Let's stop here because this is getting a little too deep. I like video games. So basically this all comes about Elon Musk in a recent interview had mentioned how the way technology progresses, what if it had already progressed considerably past this point already and this is actually just a simulation now? He's like, there's a chance that that could be it, right? Can you see any flaw in my logic? And I guess the interviewer (laughs) just looked at him and blinked. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I man. You're right. I, I don't even know what to say to that. And he's like, I know. <laughs> so uh, this is the guy Elon Musk. If you don't know who that is, he's the guy Tesla. Basically runs Tesla. Yeah, yeah. He created PayPal. Oh, he and, did that too. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, yes. That's, that's that's where he got his like starting fortune that he's been doing everything else with. And he's created the private space sector. Um, SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, which is like self landing. Or and landed he wants on a water to uh, die on Mars. Yep, that that is his goal. And he, I mean, uh, as new, crazy as he may be, he is brilliant. I'm, we'll that new that. tunnel like, too. The yeah, the uh, hyperloop or whatever. Yeah, the hyperloop looks yeah. awesome. I I can't wait to see how that. It's apparently developing way quicker than like it's just a concept a few years ago, and then people just started building it. This, yeah, I the mean, guy is. That's the same. He may be crazy, but he's pushing boundaries all over the place. So, oh, yeah. You know. I mean, the best people usually are a little bit nuts. He's yeah. kind of like Lex Luthor, you know. Uh, he but, but honestly he's like a reminds less me of Tesla. He has a less Steals cakes. Yeah, he's kind of like Nikola Tesla, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. he's basically a modern-day Tesla. I mean, yeah, and I, I don't think he's getting rich off any of the stuff he's doing now. Nope. Maybe he's like an te- alien. Like, Tesla might be making him a little bit of money. <laughs> kind of looks like one. Yeah. I I wonder if he's even made back all the money he's put into Tesla. I'm pretty sure he hasn't made back the money he's put anywhere else. Maybe we are in a computer simulation. <laughs> he's and running he, it. And he's like Agent Smith. You know, he's like rogue AI that's just trying to let us know subtly. He's just trolling us right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except, like you said, it's not like the Matrix where everything's all cool. He's just like, he's made up of, you know, 4chan trolls, like... <sighs> <laughs> years and years and years of their posts taken. They uh, created him. They, they created him. I don't want to live in that simulation. It's See? like it's like every board on 4chan. It's like the technology, the art, and all. Like, <laughs> and there's a little bit of B in there. And he just it, it, like he he was born like Terminator. He just formed in a parking lot naked, and, like, <laughs> and just like hey, up, <laughs> took someone's leather jacket and was like PayPal. You know, PayPal me. Tesla, Hyperloop. See, if I'd been that interviewer, though, in his interview, when he asked me, you know, what if this is a simulation? I'd be like, what if this simulation is running inside another simulation? 
in, in Saint, in, <laughs> he oh. would just rip off his clothes and run out the door <laughs> screaming. They, they got us. They got us. They got us, Morty. In Simuliception? Yes. Um, anyway, it's our Elon Musk minute. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefield 3 fan remakes devs Battlefront. Say, yeah, Battlefront. Sorry. Uh, say it's been approved for Steam release. I, I, I think just Disney hasn't had anything to say about it yet. Yeah, I feel like that's a. Uh, I feel like that's going to come into that situation where even if they want to let it, yeah, go, they have to do something. I think I think Valve was like, yeah, sure, you can put it on our platform, and I don't think that Disney's given them any permission yet because ultimately they have to, they have to get the go ahead. Yeah, if I'll be I, like, we'll put it on there, but if Disney tells us to take it down, we're taking it down. You know, I, I bet legal's still working through that one. Yeah. Well, because now any anything that comes out with the Star Wars name on it now is canon. There is no like non-canon expanding. Anything that come at, comes out is canon and is Disney approved for the canon. So if they put oh. anything out that says Star Wars, even if it's Battlefront Three, like I don't, I don't know. even think it would be Disney that have to do that. I think EA will be all over that just because they're currently making Battlefront games. Yeah, and because they're EA. Well, I mean, it's not even that. It's, it's if you are currently making a series of games, you don't want someone else putting out a product with the same name. True. Period. Like, Just I mean, like that. I mean, I wouldn't even try to do because you're talking about EA and Disney. I wouldn't even waste my time. Figure <laughs> this is not going to last very long. I'm sure I've said this in the past when the Shadow Moses thing got shut down. Basically, the way you have to do this is you have to finish it. And then you just get permission from Valve, put it up, be like, Valve gave it the go-ahead, and it's up now, and put the torrent out of that thing. Like, you just put it out there, like a GOG version, basically. Like, no DR, you just throw it out to the world where anyone can download it. And then it's Disney says, you have to take it down. You're like, okay, I'll take it off of my servers. But then it's already out there, if you want people to be able to play it. You know, but I think... I. I- I feel like if Battlefront wasn't currently a thing, they could get away with it. Yeah. But if only because of the fact they're they just released a game and are currently making another game, it's cannot be allowed to live. I mean, otherwise they'd probably be fine just because of the like fan uh, support for it. Like Disney wouldn't want to piss off all their fans; they'd probably allow it to live, kind of like the uh, that Star Trek fan movie that like they tried to take down and then um justin lynn the director of the new star trek movie convinced universal to back off and so now the star trek fan movie is now allowed to go ahead yeah but that's it doesn't directly compete with any of their existing product it's just a fan movie yeah people aren't not gonna see the new star trek movie because this fan movie exists whereas if this battlefront 3 game does everything everyone was pissed off about battlefront uh, not doing like then yeah that's gonna directly impact their bottom yeah, line you can't, can't create direct competition it's it's not gonna win for the little guy like, especially you know. when your main like flagship titles are not doing so hot yeah. and it's you fucking star and, wars yeah like if this that. was some weird obscure like thing that'd be different but it's fucking star wars it, it which has been revived now like whether people like it or not, like it is back and they're it's full marketing mode. Like it's 
it's oh, a it very, is so prolific right very now. active thing that they are pushing to make money on and oh man it is so big in the con scene too like that is 90 percent of the merch that you see in dealers rooms right now it's like, just all star wars like if you're doing a fan made time splitters three multiplayer <laughs> like, yeah no one's gonna bust your balls over that but it's star wars i bust mean balls man i'm all over that yeah. time splitters three so um enough on that uh the, the last little bit of news we got here is pt uh the demo that kojima and del toro had put out uh, its spiritual su- spiritual successor, Allison Road, has been canceled. They had posted on their Twitter, on the official Allison Road Twitter, Hi all, sadly Allison Road has been canceled. Statement to come in the next few days. Thanks for all your support, and very sad it came to this. They typed the number two, because I guess they were running out of characters. Yeah, I excuse that kind of stuff if it's on Twitter. So, yeah. why, did they say why? Was it just because like, they just, did the Kickstarter fail? They or? said the statements to come in the next few days. No, I think okay. the Kickstarter succeeded. I bet it's going to have something to do with Konami. I wouldn't well, be I mean, surprised. But it's, but well, it's how, not a direct. Yeah. yeah, It's it, not direct, but even like, I bet their legal has found some little thing to latch on to, to like bust their balls over. Because uh, Konami's just gone off the deep end. Like lawyers, yeah, the lawyer's going to lawyer. for the statement. Yeah, I'd, I'd say in those types of situations, if that's the case, then these guys deserve to have canceled it because they have no balls. Because in situations like that, most of the time, if the little guy stands up, they'll win. Yeah, it um, it looked pretty good. Like it looked yeah, like it was, was trying really, to do yeah. what PT uh, kind of had set up. So. I was so excited for it too because I loved the PT demo. Yeah. My, my money's on internal conflict. If if the Kickstarter succeeded, then my money's on internal conflict of some sort. Yeah. So, uh, anyone else have anything to add about the Allison Road thing? Other than the fact that it's sad. <laughs> sad, sad. <laughs> so, um, let's, like let's take a minute to think a little bit about what we... So, less of E3 predictions and more of what do you want to see at E3. Like, what are you hoping for? And we'll just kind of go through... Um, like we'll just start with you, Sean. What do you? What do you? Are is there anything you're hoping to see? Or oh, are you just shit, very um, putting this on the spot? There's nothing also, I've really I can, been I can like looking off. forward to. It's more. I am excited to see what's going to be there, but there's nothing on my radar that I'm like dying to know mm-hmm. right now. But I am looking forward to what they're all going to showcase. Hopefully, a lot more VR stuff. I'd like them to really push it. Apparently, Nintendo's will be showing more than Zelda. For the past couple weeks, they've been saying there's gonna be only going to be showing stuff. Zelda. Um, they said that it is going to launch on the NX at the same time, but we're only going to be showing Kurt. We're not going to talk about the NX at all. We're only going to be showing Zelda and there was going to be like a whole floor dedicated to just Zelda demo. Um, that apparently has changed. They're now going to do more, but that was their narrative for quite a while. So I heard they have some Pokemon news at E3. So yeah, which I'm hoping to see the evolutions of the new Pokemon officially. So, Sean, you said your VR is kind of like that's your the, the one thing if you want to see more of, you want to see more VR. Like some big news, like a story that's going to basically be, like, oh, this this is it. This is what's going to sell units. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're going to demonstrate that outside of show floor stuff and having people write. I mean, that's what it would be. E3 to me is something you really need to go to anyway. Yeah. But you can't. Wait, yeah. no, is E3 open to the public now? Now it is. No, 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 no. they've Pretty got sure. a separate thing called, like, Games Something. It's literally, like, a block away. 
Um, but it, 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 no, I'm serious. It Fuck had, it had free, free admission, but the tickets are already all gone. Uh, they what? Out, yeah. They sold out in like a day. Well, well I mean, this is they, free. They yeah. gave out. Oh, okay. So, so, so they basically announced, Hey, this is, there's going to be some developer stuff over there. There's going to be some conferences. E3 is still closed to the public, but this other thing, games X or whatever is like right <laughs> next door and you can go to that. And it's going to have a lot of the E3 stuff there. That's what they're doing this year. So it's kind of in a state of flux right now, I think. Um, I would like to see uh, Battlefield 1, which they're going to do a 64-player demonstration. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, As far as any predictions and things I'd like to see, um, I'm hoping that uh, Kojima's there and he just says something. (laughs) (laughs) He just talks. That's it. I just want him to say, like, I'm working with Del Toro again, and we're doing a thing. And oh, that it has, would be... And it has skeletons or something. Like, it does, like I just, just give me a taste, Spoopy man. skeletons? You know yeah. what would be awesome? Is if the Allison Road thing, they decided to cancel it because they got picked up by Kojima and Del Toro. That, I'd be that okay. would be awesome. You guys are throwing wild speculation. Wild speculation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm hoping to see, I think they already pretty much said we're not going to see any of the visceral Star Wars stuff. It's still, they had, quote, a few years away. So we're, uh, the, the one with Amy Henning uh, working on the writing. Apparently there's a lot of good feedback. They said it's going to be revolutionary. Her writing's been really helpful in the story process. So they're still, like, creating assets, I imagine. I don't think that game's really even being made, made yet. Um, so I don't think we're going to see that. I would love to see something Star Wars that's not Battlefront. Um, I would love to be Battlefront. Yeah, it's going to be garbage. But I would like something that's not garbage in Star Wars. I want, I want, I want something Star Wars to get excited about. That's what I want. I'm excited to swing Star Wars Bounty Hunter HD Remaster. I'll take it, man. I want something good Star Wars. I want something from Kojima, even if it's just like a weird cryptic sentence. Um, and I want uh, there was a third thing there. I forgot what it was already. But I want that too. Shadows of the Empire HD. I want a remake of that one. That would be awesome. Yeah. Jedi Knight 4. Man, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with a reboot of Jedi Knight even. Just like more just more something good. Oh, and the Battlefield 1 demonstration. I'm looking forward to that. But for things I want, really, just I think the Kojima thing takes the cake. Cause... Dark Forces 3. Dark Forces. <laughs> Darker, Darker Forces. forces. <laughs> Dark Forces 4. Darker Force is so dark. But then they start adapting the name because you had Dark Forces 2. You had Dark Forces, then you had Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. Yeah, and then you and had then they Jedi, just went Jedi Knight, Knight yeah. 2. And so basically they would have Jedi Knight Darker Forces. And then the next see, one would be Darker Forces, the Darkest Force. See, I'm thinking Darker Forces would be like Kyle Katarn lost his Jedi abilities and had to go back to just being a guy. Well, in, but he still had to fight all these like dark Jedi. In Mysteries of the Sith, he turned to the dark side, and then uh, Mirage Jade had to like bring him back. And that was after Jedi Knight, but before Jedi Outcast. That's why he became Jedi Outcast. It was because he had fallen to the dark side in Mysteries of the Sith. I loved those games, man. I want more. I just want more of that, man. Give me, give me something in lieu of Jedi Knight. Dark Wars, Jedi Souls 3. I'll take it. Any Anything. Give me, I need my fix. 
Um, so Travis, what are you looking forward to? You said the new Pokemon stuff. Yeah, I want to. I want to see a little bit. Like, I just want to see what the new starters, like their final evolution, is going to look like. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what's going to decide which one I pick. Did you see the bird banana? one of the pokemon got leaked and it's a like little parakeet that's a but in a it looks it basically just looks like a a bird in a banana costume and its evolution is the banana's a little bit more peeled and he has a bigger head (laughs) it's really fucking funny so but i'm also i'm hoping to see like it's one of those things like i want to see more mass effect andromeda but at the same time i don't I kind of want to keep the mystery there. I want to get a little a little taste of that story juice. That's what I want. The, the, the thing is, the stuff I want to see is stuff I haven't seen, so I can't, like, that I don't even know exists. I want to see something I don't know about, so I can't really say anything. <laughs> you want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to like be surprised stu- and have a hook, you know? Well, the thing, the thing is, like, the stuff that I already know about, I'm generally like, all right, I've seen mostly enough. I don't really need more before. Like, I just now I just want to play the game. It. I want it to give me a taste and make me want more. Like now, Battlefield, I will say I want to see a little bit more Battlefield One because I don't care about the campaign and that. I just want to see more of the multiplayer. Gameplay. Yeah. God, I hope they don't link any unlocks to single player. Imagine this though. Imagine you see it's like a black screen, and then you just hear a bunch of like mechanical stuff moving around. Maybe some explosions in the background, and then it just fades in from software. Then it fades out, and you hear more, and you hear like, "We gotta get out of here." And there's like stuff exploding, and then they, and then it fades into a shot where like it's ground level, and then it looks up, and you just see this massive mech walking above the armored camera. Armored Core Six. Yep, and then just says Armored Core Six PC, PlayStation oh, I'd, Four. I'd have to get some new pants. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> like that's, 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 that's it. Like but, the camera just goes up to see like the this. mech, and then it cuts to black and just says Armored Core Six. That's what I'm saying. Like the stuff I want to see is the stuff I don't even know about yet. Like, yeah, that's what I want. I I want something to make me have to change my pants. Yeah. I want to get. I want to see more if they have any more of the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Like a little game, like a 15 minute gameplay demo of what they've got going, just so people can like we can actually see the gameplay if they've made it that far. Because they're building Unreal Four, so it's not even their own engine. They can go quicker, I think, with it. So. I'm hoping using, that I'd like to see Because um, don't they have their own in-house engine that they use? For, they do uh, for 15, but to build 7 faster, they're using Unreal 4. Okay. That, so is Chocobo Racing. Yeah. The, uh, is the 15 engine the same one they use for like Tomb Raider and stuff as well? Uh, no. no. I think 15 is only being used for 15. Because I think they have their own engine for Tomb Raider as well. Why are they making so many engines? That's well, dumb. Tomb Raider is Crystal Dynamics who developed it. But I thought it's still under the Square Enix. Yeah, they published it, but they didn't make it. But I mean, usually like everyone under like a publisher that like, they don't have like eight engines just floating around. There's like everyone here's an engine. Don't waste time developing new engines all over the place. I think, but I think that was the big issue with 15 is I think they did make a new engine for just it. Kind of like when Kojima made the Fox engine and they only used it for five. And then it's like, well, I mean, what else is Konami doing? Pachinko. Exactly. Pachinko. Like, I mean, I, I can understand them. They're not like it's not like they have five games and five engines. They just have the one game and the one. Yeah. No, but I mean, Hitman uses a different engine, I think, than the Tomb Raider engine, and they're both squaring. To me, that's pushed. dumb. Yeah, I don't know, it's man. Like, 
it's like EA has the Frostbite engine. It's not just used by like Dice though. They give it to Bioware. They give it to like all their people. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know enough about what they've been developed on to know who's using what. I do know though for a fact that Final Fantasy VII remake is using Unreal Four, and Fifteen is using its own engine. Um. Anyway, so Armored Core Six. That's what we want. Uh, Bucky, what are you looking like? What are you hoping to see? And it could be anything. You can just throw it out there. Like, what would you want to see? Like that screen, quiet room, anyone's press conference. Just what do you want to see come up? Well, well, like 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 we already said. You know, if if Kojima said he's working with Del Toro and bought out the Alice and Road people, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's the fan. The that's believable thing. Would you like <laughs> Bloodborne too? Okay, I th- yeah. Bloodborne too. I could um, see at least an announcement for it. Yep. Uh, I would like them to at least say that it's coming. The Soul series is done. Mm. Um, Miyazaki, the creator of Dark Souls, has said that Dark Souls is a trilogy. It's done after three. You know, it's best to go out with a bang instead of draw things out. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still some room for some Bloodborne content. Do you think Bloodborne and then uh, you think that they would do PC for it like if they could get the maybe um i don't know because i'm not entirely sure what sort of a contract they signed with sony i mean that was a big seller for the people well, that's what happened with the whole demon souls to dark souls thing yep that's why they didn't make demon souls 2 they just had to become dark souls so, so we'll see maybe it'll be like uh blood butt or something yeah blood butts blood, blood. uh lighter souls Later souls, Light, lighter souls, lighter souls, um, darkest souls. Darkest see, I'm souls. darkest I'm souls, honest, dark night. Yeah. I'm not really following many AAA titles right now because, uh, like PAX East was just a few weeks ago, and I was super stoked for a bunch of the indie stuff that was coming out. That a lot of the AAA titles, I'm like, eh, you guys haven't really give me anything that i want now i mean so the battlefield one stuff is going to be neat i would love to see where vr is going like how that's going to play into anything i'm interested in what's going to be said about the nx but it's more it's less of a i'm interested because i'm thinking about buying it and i'm excited and more of i'm it's like watching a train wreck and i kind of want to see what nintendo does next i'm with bucky on that one it's like where are they gonna screw this up next like i I, i've been watching trailer park boys and it's kind (laughs) of like that it's like how are they gonna fuck up next i gotta know i um speaking of triple a's uh this one so everyone's talked about their e3 yeah no i mean no okay before we segue away from this i agree i think i I've not really been a Nintendo supporter for a while. Um, I didn't get a Wii. I didn't get a Wii U. I've played both. I just there's just never enough third-party software on either of those that I want. And the control schemes, the gimmicks, like it's never anything that sold me. I want Nintendo to make Nintendo great again. Like I want to see something on stage that goes, "Holy shit, they yes. finally Donald get it." Trump. I I want. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to be wowed. I would love to go, holy shit, that is an excellent idea. Oh, man, I'm going to pick that up yeah, as I want, it drops. I want to stop thinking of, of Nintendo as a punchline. Yeah, I want, I want Nintendo to be like, I want to be like, holy shit, they are like, oh, my God, they're doing it. 
They should just go back to their roots and open up a bunch of love hotels again. Yeah, that's it. And like a card, like, like a card game too. I think. Yeah. Oh God, it's gonna be like the NX is really going to be that uh, porn peripheral that I showed you guys. <laughs> oh <VR>. no, <laughs> that's going to be the NX. No. So uh, uh, make Nintendo great again. One speculation of what NX stands for. <laughs> Is X um, in Japan means like crossing, like animal Xing? Oh yeah, for Animal Crossing. Um, so they think it's like it's a cross platform, and N stands for Nintendo, like Nintendo Cross, like a which fits in with our Nintendo None thing, right? The Cross yeah. Nuns, Christ, Christian yeah. symbolism. Anyway, um, <laughs> to me, I just think like new experience is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think that the there's going to be some kind of a handheld component and a console component. And I think they're kind of going for that. I want them, though. I really like. I want to be wowed. I want. I want to be like. I want to want to buy whatever the NX is. And like the last two consoles, if it doesn't make me feel that way, I'm not going to purchase it. And then I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's another generation where Nintendo is like not going to be part of my life. When you phrase it that way, I less want it to be good, just because I can't afford to want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, even if you can't afford it. I want you to want it. <laughs> I want to get to that point where people want to want it. So. Yeah, I want them to like, I want it to be Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony again. And not Sony and Microsoft, and hey, look, Nintendo. Yeah, hey, they're still I want it to be Nintendo, Sony, and Sega again. Yeah. <laughs> Sega just comes out of nowhere with their new console. The the Sega 3 gotta go fast. Yeah, it's like the... <laughs> It's it's like all VR, but it's like the it's still very Dreamcast themed. It's just called like the Sega Dreamcaster. The Dreamcaster. Ah. Yeah. And you put on the VR and you go to sleep with that VR. It's like this weird you hook up this oxygen mask and it starts becoming very strange, but it pumps straight up nitrous into your lungs. <laughs> yeah. It's great. You it basically cre- it's the beginning of the matrix. It's like those I'm down pods that Neo's it's just a big pod you lay in. And you shove that hose down your throat and you lay in the goo. And then turns out it's just Elon Musk's face. It's just like talking just talking to you. It's like, I told you, didn't I? Yeah. I tried to warn you this would happen. Like, well, you didn't say Sega. I wasn't ready for it. Um, so moving on from E3, uh, the last little bit here I just said it in because uh, I forgot to put it on the list before. The new Ghost Recon Wildlands trailer. Did anyone get a chance to uh, watch that? No, I, no, I have not. not. Okay. Well, I love Ghost Recon. I've not met a Ghost Recon game I didn't like. They have changed it drastically over the years. I uh, had recently with Sean, you, was it you, Chris, and Greg? We had played through yeah. Advanced uh, Future Soldier or whatever. There um, was one where we all had this giant land party and were playing. That was the original Ghost Recon. Yeah, that was uh, before I deployed, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was on sale for, like, super cheap. Um, Not deployed before I even joined the army. I think. Yeah, yeah. Before you went to Texas. Yeah. And so uh, this new one, it's, it's open world, but it looks controlled. Like, it doesn't look chaotic like Just Cause. It just, it seems good. I don't know. Like, I would say after the podcast, check out that trailer. It... It looks like you can still kind of have feelings of that old Ghost Recon where there's like a house 
there's some guards around it, there's a person inside, you're in the middle of the mountains, but instead of it being like you load up the mission and you start near it, it's like you have to go into those, you have to get dirt bikes or parachutes or halo jump, you have to make it into those mountains, but you're still going to have that compound, and you can attack it from any direction, very like uh, a la Metal Gear Solid Five, Fast 7 style, where they drop the cars (laughs) on the airplane. Yes, just like Fast 7. I mean, I think you probably could play it that way. Well, that's getting more in the just cause uh, range. But I think like that whole clearing rooms and moving as a team, like that's going to become a thing again. And it's not just, it's not just, oh, there's a bunch of waist high cover. We're going to get in a firefight, you know, because it's not going to be linear anymore. It's going to be more open. So I think that if they can blend those things, I'm really excited for it. I love everything Tom Clancy. So, um, and I mean, I mean, I like Tom Clancy as the author, but I know the games really have nothing to do with him at this point. But I do like everything that has the Tom Clancy name on it, pretty much like Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, um, any anything Hawks. like that. I even liked Hawks. Hawks was good. It made me want to play more flying games, and I realized that Hawks just made it arcadey in the right way for me. I like Hawks <laughs> and Hawks too. I like Tom Clancy. I did not like End War. End War is the only one that I can't stand behind. I thought it was kind of shitty. That's a strategy game, right? Yeah, it was bad. And you're supposed to use like voice with the PlayStation Two, or whatever. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they, it was... were, they, they went on the voice kick. Like uh, Rainbow Six Three, I remember I had the the Rainbow Six Three one wasn't bad though because you just you'd like mark an order for them and then you just say go instead of like having it a button. Yeah, it was weird. So anyway, that's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, guys. Check out that trailer if you're listening. Check out the trailer if you like Tom Clancy games. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, that's for that. So I guess we're going to go into current games and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Doom. I, has anyone else here played Doom? I played, uh, the first, like, two levels. I'm still waiting on my copy. Waiting on your copy? Yeah, I'll tell you about it offline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you had to kill a man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sean, have you had a chance to play Doom? I want to. Can't afford it. Okay. Uh, it's awesome. It's everything I wanted. This almost re-envisioning, but still like a sequel, but just it's everything Doom Three should have been. I've seen. I've been watching videos on it. it looks great. It's just fun. It's it's that's just, what I've heard. It's just fun. Yeah. I'm playing on the um, difficulty. What's it? It's the I can't remember what they're called, but it's the like middle the middle one. No, it's, it's the like next to highest one. It's not like there's two of the highest ones, which are essentially the same difficulty. And uh-huh. I'm playing on the one right below that one, so it's like the. Well, there's like it's. There's five difficulties, and there's like. There's three that are in white, and then there's two in red. I'm on the highest white one, which are the ones where you can change the difficulty. Like if you play on the red one, um, you can't change the difficulty once you start. Yeah. And then the only difference between the first red one and the second red one is uh, the second one, if you die, your game's over. Yeah, but then it drops like a little token, and other people playing can see tokens of where people had died. But yeah, I'm not playing on that difficulty in my first game. Yeah. yeah. Probably ever. So the. Well, um, I'm playing on that highest, like, normal difficulty, and it's. I wasn't expecting to like their glory kill system. But playing on that difficulty, it becomes like so necessary and fluid at the same time that I actually do like it. Normally, I don't like those types of things, but they did it really well. I'm trying to look up the uh, for the newest Doom. Is it is it Nightmare? 
is the hardest one. Nightmares is the hardest one, and there's like Ultra Violence, Hurt Me Plenty. Ultra Violence is the one I'm on, I think. Yeah, I'm on Ultra Violence too, because on Hurt Me Plenty, which is like their medium, it um, yeah, because there's five. Hurt Me Plenty is medium. It was still felt a little like I wasn't challenged enough. Ultra Violence, I think, is is still fun. It's not like ridiculously hard or anything, but I think Ultra Violence is the way to play it. Uh, I was confused when I first started by them making the other two difficulties red. I thought they were locked. Like I had to beat it on ultra violence to unlock the next one. <laughs> you know, I started with hurt me. I probably did the first two levels hurt me plenty. And then I was like, I'm going to turn this up and I turned it up and it made me play a little bit different, which is a good thing. And then I went back to get unlocks and I redid the first couple levels with ultra violence. I think I've done all of them so far. Well, I haven't been the game. I think I've done like the first five or six levels ultra violence. So, I read a review and they just recommended ultraviolence and I've really only had like two deaths I think one was from like just like an enemy killing me like mm-hmm. uh, he, I, he caught me off guard and like meleeed me from behind took off like half my health and yeah <laughs> but uh, so, the other one was like me I just like came around a corner and there was like you know the demon in front of me and I shot him with a shotgun what I didn't realize was right behind him was an explosive barrel <laughs> the scatter yeah. hit the barrel and blew us both up and I was like oh shit so. A couple things I want to talk about Doom. Um, it makes you have to unlearn everything you've learned about shooters in the past few years and like go back to where it all kind of began. So what you're saying is it's done what I've been wanting games for the last like 10 years to do? Yeah. The last game that did it kind of close to this was the new Wolfenstein. This one I think took it a step I, further. Um because New Wolfenstein, because I started playing that a few days ago or like a week ago, and when we get, I'll get to that. I'd... Okay, so New Wolfenstein very story heavy. Doom uh, story, if you want it, you just read the things, but it's not like shoved in your face so much. The thing about Doom I like is your health fluctuates insanely, constantly. You'll be at ten percent, then at seventy percent, then at twenty percent, then at a hundred percent, and just because when you kill, basically, when outnumbered, attack uh, in Doom. Like you, it, if you try and get behind, there's no regenerating health. If you try and hide behind cover when you're getting swarmed, you're just gonna die. They you, just keep spawning in. Yeah, your best bet is literally just charge head. Even if you only have your pistol, just charge head first and just start shooting. Because then, if you can melee an enemy, they'll drop health. And then your health is going to drop really quick as soon as something hits you. And then you just, just shoot a bunch of enemies, do a, a takedown kill, and then you'll get more health. Always uh, be moving. Constantly move. Uh, it's just like it's, – it's good. It's so fun. But it, it you play it different than any of these other shooters that have come out in the past 10 years. It plays its own way. It's uh, a Twitch shooter again. Yeah, just 100% Twitch shooter. It reminds me of playing like Unreal – like the old Unreal like online games, how you're jumping and shooting rockets and hop climbing up things and jumping, like constantly platforming and moving around and shooting and having to be accurate that entire time you move. Um, it plays a lot like that. So uh, I would say anyone who grew up playing Doom or playing shooting games, like when you were uh, you know a teenager, it's probably most closely related to um, Quake Two. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has that feel as far as the the shooting. It's just, but the mood of it, the story, the narrative that's formed around Doom Guy, it's just like he's I mean, he's just Doom Guy. You're the Doom Marine. Um, it's, it's like Quake too, but you actually the one thing that did throw me off is you move a lot faster than you did in any of the other ones. Like the movement is really fast. It take it yeah. took me a second to get used to that. 
if you have a high refresh rate monitor too, oh, it's so good. And it's so well optimized. Like, I remember when Rage came out, the whole texture popped thing was a, like terrible. And this one, you, there's still a little bit of it. And I think that's how they keep it running smooth because it'll just drop textures when you're not looking at them. But they load in only occasionally we go, oh, and then it, you'll see it pop in. But it, it handles it really well uh, with this one. And it looks gorgeous. Gorgeous looking game. Runs great. Plays great. Um, it's, I would give it a, I would give it a five out of five and I'm not saying it's a perfect game, but it's just like, if, if it was, if it's on Amazon, a five star rating is what it would get. I give it a perfect five out of seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so doom, doom's uh, a game I'm playing, uh, the new Hitman. They just put on a new level. I had, I bought it too late to get the previous elusive targets. So they're gone. I'll never be able to kill them. Um, and those are targets that come in in previous maps that have been released, but it's a random target. Uh, and they, they do it for like a weekend, right? Yeah, they do it for a weekend, and you only get one try. If you fail, I don't even I, I don't even know if you can save. You just get that one attempt, and if you fail, they yeah, escape. That's what makes them elusive. Yeah, um, the game's great. I've replayed like there's four missions now. I've replayed three of them. I like playing them. It's it is. It is a murder sandbox. In the last games, like there's a couple ideal ways to kill your targets. In this, there's like a million ideal ways, and then there's ten million just random ways. It's just there's so many options. Uh, they really learned a lot from I think the critiques that people had about Absolution, and they made Hitman the way it should have been. It's it's odd. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I, made it great again. <laughs> I've 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 been lo- I haven't played any of it, and I haven't watched like any like serious plays i've just really really loved all the glitches that i've been seeing coming from it they I make me laugh so hard you know i haven't dealt i haven't had any in my game i know but like they always make their way into like the the kotaku um oh yeah game uh, the videos of the week the and i'm reel? just like yeah the highlight reel uh, and i don't know i just broken game physics make me laugh really really hard for some reason i See, sometimes, but it has to be, like, really off the wall. And I've watched the last few highlight reels and have just been, like, so bored watching them. Like, I don't even think I've, like, after, like, ten straight not that hilarious game glitches, I'm just, like, I've done with these. I don't know. A couple of the Uncharted 4 ones have been really funny. Like, where he's climbing on the wall and his body just... I saw that one and I was just kind of like, uh-huh. Oh, I've been well, on the highlight. Stuff. I've been on the highlight reel before. Yeah. See, like I like that, that. I like the highlight reels where it's like, oh, someone did something really cool, like the one you did, or like the, there was an Overwatch one where a, a guy basically killed an entire team just by like pushing them off a ledge, and I was like, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> was he using that, Reinhardt? No, no he was using um, the support. The yeah, the, no, was it Lucio or was it Lucio? Because yeah, he ran on the wall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Him. Yeah, he's using Lucio. He has like the gun who does like the, a little bit of like a pulse knockback. Oh, and knocked and he them just off. Came the a, yeah, he came around the corner and they were all grouped together and he just did like a wave and they just all flew off the edge. He flanked them like he jumped yeah. off the map, ran on a wall, got butt like on the side of them, and then pushed them all off. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. I've also loved all the uh the Dark Souls PvP videos, but that that's just me. Like Shitty Bob? Oh Shitty Bob is my favorite. <laughs> Here comes Shitty Bob. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> it's a player who his name is Shitty Bob, and there's a what's the item called? Dung pie. 
Yeah, there's a it's dung a shit pile. pile. Yeah, and he just and it just he's naked. Like, it poisons you, right? Yes, but like he just runs. He just, he runs, just runs away. He runs away from the player, throwing dung pies down behind him. Every time he throws one, it goes. <laughs> that's all so the does. player's chasing him while he's just throwing these dung pies down behind him. And they're getting poisoned? No, he's just poisoned. Like, it's they're, not they're, doing they're anything. Avoiding, they're managing to avoid them. Like, they're not running directly behind him. He's just kind of, like, dropping them on the ground behind him. He's just him. running, dropping. So he has to yep. gather all of those, Yep. Right? Yeah. And his name is Shitty Bill. Yeah, Shitty Bill. That. <laughs> shitty shitty Bill. Bill. That is... I'm surprised Sony let him have Shitty in his name. Oh, man. It, it, you can make it whatever you want. Okay, because in it's, PvP it's does awesome. it show your PSN name or just whatever your Dark no, it's Souls your character name. name? Oh, okay, so it's a character name thing. Gotcha. I think. Um, so, Hitman's great. If you like Hitman, you like the old games, uh, check it out. You can get the first episode. It's like fifteen dollars for the starter. I went ahead and bought the whole thing. They released over the past couple of weeks. Like I think the past two weeks, I feel like they released one thing a week. I don't know when the next one's coming. Um, and Rainbow Six. We already talked about that. That's what I'm playing. Uh, Travis, what are you getting into? So I started playing Forza 6 again, the Xbox one, because I never finished it. I mm-hmm. figured I'd play the one that I ha- that I don't have to pay for tracks and cars like I would on the PC one. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started Wolfenstein because I was like, man, I don't want to pay $60 for Doom, and I kind of want a run and gun shooter to hold me over. Wolfenstein was not that game. No. You didn't like it? The fact that I, after every firefight, I then have to stop what I'm doing and just like pace around the area picking up ammo and health. Yeah. If ammo had been auto pickup, it would have been a completely different game. I played three levels, and I was just like, this, it just kills the pace of the game for me. Mm. So I'm just like, I, I like Googled to see if anyone made like a mod. There was nothing. I'm just like, all I found were people like arguing with each other. Like, no, that's, that makes the game better. It makes it more realistic. I'm like, it's Wolfenstein. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, hey, who cares? I just want to play the game I want to play, and I would have. I'm either I'm not going to play it, or someone's going to make this mod. It's, um, I bought it like a while back for like five dollars. So I'm not too disappointed, but I really wanted I to be. A, I just I wanted, like I said, I. It well, yeah, you hit, played it for the wrong reason. Well, it doesn't hit any niche that I want to play. Mm. Like it's just. There's just nothing there that makes me want to play it. I like, just like killing thing, Nazis. Well, I think I do too, but like I wanted to be like, it feels like a running gun shooter, but then like if it had been like a more realistic game, I would have probably been fine, but it isn't. Yeah. No, I so, mean, I can, I can understand your criticism and I think that it's, I think it's valid. I, um, I enjoyed it though, but with, with you know, with all its flaws aside, I don't think it is what Doom is though. I think it didn't hit the way Doom's hitting. I think the only other game that'll hit kind of like Doom, I'm hoping, is Shadow Warrior 2. Because Shadow Warrior 1 was super fun. Well, they uh, just... Like, the Shadow Warrior guys just also released um, Hard Reset Redux. Which I've been... I'm going to wait there, because there are apparently some... Uh, it's basically just a remaster of Hard Reset. I never beat Hard um, Reset. It's 85% off if you have Hard Reset or Shadowrun Return... Or, yeah, the, new, the last Shadowrun game. Yeah. So... It's three dollars on Steam if you want it. Um, I might, but I'm, I'm, I got Shadowrun for. I'm waiting because um, there have been some complaints on whether or not the graphics engine is actually better. Like if, like apparently in some areas it actually doesn't look as good. Um, but I'm waiting to see how that shakes out. Like, 
the developer says they're looking into some of the complaints. Like they've said, some stuff is like it looks worse in stills because they had to turn off some of like the um, stuff that made it look good stills, but it looks better in motion. And you know, a game is in motion. So, um, what is it? Uh, but they also added uh, the katana, a katana to it. So. <laughs> Which it didn't have, I guess. It's using the Shadow Warrior engine now, is the thing. So yeah, I um for three dollars, I've got like one seventy one on my Steam account already, like one dollar and seventy one cents. I'll probably just pick it up, and then it'll give me motivation to play it again. Yeah, it's a, it's a good run and gun uh, shooter. I liked it when I played. They had um, I played it when it first came out, and then they released like an extended version where they added like a few levels, and I never went back and played those. So this is kind of like an excuse to play more of it but then uh other than that i've playing my usuals mostly um i feel like there's something else i started uncharted 2 it's kind of lost interest oh two really that's my favorite one well it's just more of this like the stuff that i didn't like about one like it's just it's maybe it's just not for you yeah I think it's just one of the, I, I'm a picky gamer. So. That's fine. I mean, that's, that's what preference is about. It's like you can shove a bunch of IPAs in front of me. I'm probably not going to like most of them. You know, it's like yeah. people have tastes and preferences. Yeah, that's not like, I'm not going to go out there and say it's a bad game. It's just my, yeah. my It was like me with Overwatch. I thought Overwatch was a great game. It's just I didn't think it was worth me buying because it didn't, oh, yeah. it didn't do it for me. But like, I'm like, oh, it's a great game. I just I don't want to spend my time, what time I have, playing it. I'd rather play other games. So. That's the that's the other game I've been playing, Overwatch. Yeah. How are you liking it? Pretty good. Um, I haven't like I haven't been playing as much as I want to because I've been having trouble actually finding the people like the people I normally play with haven't been on at like they get on like super late and I'm like, don't you guys have jobs? <laughs> like I don't have a job and I'm going to bed before you guys. What's going on here? I will say that playing it by yourself is not quite as fun. Because I think 90% of the matches that I join by myself end up losing. And that's just... It's okay to lose when you're still winning once in a while. But losing every single round is kind of disappointing. I don't seem to have that... Like I, The ones that I'm going by myself seem to be about 50-50. Um, uh, maybe I am doing something wrong. Well, it's I usually end up having to go tank. I, that's the only thing I like about playing with my friends is I can play more varied roles. But when I play as a group, I either have to play support or tank because no one else is going to. Yeah, so. I don't know. I so, just... go ahead, Bucky. What were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I've just not had like any luck with it. I've lost pretty much every round I've played. That's rough. Well, I mean, when <laughs> like most most of the times I'm stuck on teams with like three Widowmakers or. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's the problem with random teams. Is you just get, like I haven't had any issues like that. Um, the one time everyone decided to play Farah, like I, I can't. You really need to get your dream team together. You know, I can't think really of a single game where I've had like an issue like that. I think like the biggest stacking I've had is maybe like two of the same character. Well, even know, like, like, I brought it up about it was okay with the beta not having it, but the final game they need to have maximums each character oh well we played as five soldier 76 or six soldier 76s and absolutely dominated because their heels stack 
And it was one of the ones where you were on the payload, and the payload moves if you're near it, right? Mm-hmm. So we all we were all just on top of it and kept throwing down heels and just like blowing up anyone that came near. We I feel like, like I feel like a good, a good coordinated team would have just wrecked you guys. Uh, oh yeah, I mean it was for, it was in a pug. But I think that's so, the yeah. issue you run into is you since it's ran a lot, you know, the matchmaking a lot of the time it's not going to be a well coordinated team. I feel like a single fair I could have wrecked those guys. <laughs> Oh no! the The problem was, we were Imagine. looking out for Farah, and every time she would go up into the air, she was dead before she could do anything. Okay, well then, Junkrat. Yeah, Junkrat was the one that they needed to to take us out with. Yeah, because Junkrat could have got you around corners. Like, yep. Okay, so let's. Um, so, Bucky, you're playing Overwatch. What else are you getting into? Yeah, I've played Overwatch a bit. I'm level eight, which I guess is like super freaking low. Um, I'm okay, well, not not too low. You just take uh, time. But I've been traveling pretty much every day for the past two weeks. So Same here. I've been mobile gaming. Um, I have been playing a lot of Majora's Mask. On, Angry Birds. On my uh, <laughs> DS, which the the port for the 3DS is excellent. Do you have the I, 3DS as a little thumbstick, like the newer one? Yeah, yeah, I have the newer one. Okay. and. You can play it without because, I mean, the N64 only had one joystick. Yeah, I just heard that's good for the camera. But yeah, it's it makes the camera so much easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but they added a lot of stuff to it that just... it Not necessarily takes away from, you know, some of the challenge and exploration, but it just makes things... They improved upon it. Yeah, they improved upon it. It, it seemed odd to me, like, because I read about that. Like, with Ocarina of Time, other than just, like, interface features... They tried to leave as much of the game intact as possible. Like, they left any bugs that were in the game that didn't prevent you from being able to complete the game. They specifically made sure the bug remained in the game. (laughs) Whereas with Majora's Mask, they, like, I think they redid one of the bosses completely. Yeah, they they tweaked a lot of... And it's on... I mean, Majora's Mask was always my, my favorite one from the 3D Zeldas, and I've very much been enjoying it. Um, but I've been playing that. Oh, I always said if I ever went back and replayed, because I never beat Majora's Mask. I beat Ocarina of Time, but I felt like I ever, if I was ever to go back and replay Majora's Mask, it would be the 3DS version. Yeah, it's it definitely, it's a good uh, on-the-go game. How's the 3D? I don't play with 3D. 3D oh. hurts my head. Even with the new one, supposed to like track your eyes? Yeah, I it just, no. I, I keep it always off. Okay. Plus, it helps battery life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I discovered that both Binding of Isaac and Risk of Rain are cross-buys on PSN. So I picked up both of those, and those are also really, really good traveling games. Um, uh, so I have those on my Vita. Had you played... Um, what's it? They announced that they just remastered it on PlayStation 4... It was the uh, you're the girl who like flies through the air and stuff. It's a Vita game. Gravity Rush. Oh yeah, yeah. Gravity Rush. Did you play Gravity Rush at all? Uh, no, I have it in my library because it was free yeah. with the Vita. Um, I just I haven't actually played it. Okay. Yeah, I've got it on mine because I've been on the road for the past two weeks too. Now I'm working Seattle for two weeks and then I'll be gone again. Um, so I brought my Vita. I didn't play it the whole time though, but I think I'm gonna start trying to get into Gravity Rush. 
Oh man, Risk of Rain and Binding of Isaac, which are both roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Like you can play it for ten minutes or an hour. Um, if, if I was gonna be on the road like UConn, I would look into like some of the um, like crazy long like PS One JRPGs. That yeah, are, I've got I've got Vagrant Story on there. Yeah, that's, uh, I was gonna mention Vagrant Story. Yeah, Suikoden Three just got added to the PSN, and that's a that's a classic. So the Suikoden games are they like Final Fantasy, where each game's its own story, or would I need to play one and two? No, you wouldn't need to play one and two. Three is its own story. Okay, yeah, and I mean, I'll definitely good. I'll I'll keep those on my on my list of things that I might do when I do some mobile stuff. Persona was a great mobile game. I played a lot of Persona Four. Oh, that's what I was out. playing too. Yeah, I like that. It's a good game. Yeah, I'm after not going to replay it, but the first time was good. Yeah, after we talked about it in the last podcast, that's why I dug out my Vita. I was like, oh, I'm going to be traveling a lot the next few weeks. Hmm. I'm going to dig out my uh, my Vita and give it some love. And I was looking at the PSN store on there, and I was like, oh, oh, these are really, really good roguelikes, and they're pretty cheap. So I'll pick yeah. these up as well. So you've been doing that. Uh, Overwatch, is that it for you? Um, and Dark Souls 3. I'm Dark almost Souls. done with it. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that should just be a given. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep from now until that. Bloodborne Two comes out. Yeah. Dark Souls Three. Pretty much, I'm just going to keep replaying it, making new characters. Uh, interesting thing uh, for Dark Souls One, the the entire community for like Souls is going to be doing a Dark Souls One Global Restart Day on June 10th, where basically everyone that has the game so. PlayStation, Xbox, PC, just everyone create a new character and like go through it again, you know, so that there will be invasions and you know, yeah, jolly there's going to be those trolls that are still going to invade anyway. Well, I guess there's a level limit on there. That. Yeah, there's a level limit, so you can't like. I mean, obviously, you can you can troll to a point because people have like super optimized for certain levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just don't spend their souls anymore. Yeah, but. I mean, it does still limit you. And if you have... You can still Zerg those guys if you've got summons. So it's... I don't know. It's fun. That's half the fun of the game. So um, what about you, Sean? Euro Truck Simulator? Uh, no, I've been having to go out of town a whole lot since our last podcast. So I've really only been able to focus on my league races and stuff. Oh, okay. He races like every night now. Oh, man. Busy man. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, like right. so I mean I've been I haven't been home a lot except yeah. to do league races, so I haven't really been able to play anything else. Okay. Anyone else have any uh last news or anything we managed we skipped or forgot? No, I think we pretty much covered it. It's been awesome. a big big couple weeks. Yeah, it's uh yeah. It's, I think it is like three weeks Almost between three podcasts. Weeks, yeah. yeah. Well last yeah. week everyone was at like out of town and everything, so um figured we'd have to push it to this one. All right, so uh, if you listen, thanks for listening. You can find us on uh, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Just search Cool Domain, Cool Domain Podcast. Uh, we should come up with both of those. Find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Show some love. Uh, post in the comments. Uh, send us an email. That's something we always want. So it's uh, cooldomainpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email. Ask us questions. We'll answer them on the show. And uh, as always, thanks for listening, and lasers. 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 Lasers.